fuck the Supreme Court. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I am Brandon C. McClure, coming in hot this morning, as always, with my good friends, Ben Magnet. The frick did they put in my wake-up juice? <laughs> Ryan Eliopoulos. Pow! And Sparks Witty. I, I heartily agree. I figured you might. Um, I wanted to be. I wanted to be sure. Just you know, come out. Just like no, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's where we stand. All yes. politics today, baby. If you've ever listened to us before, I think you know where we stand. It's with people and rights. It's exactly. Very it's with yeah. people and rights, and uh, what what is happening. Uh, only kind of only got worse since last week, and we didn't even touch on it last week, but it just kind of kept going. So that's yeah. a, that's the state of America yeah. for you. So it's, it's, it's a kind of a weekly occurrence, something bad happening here, I guess. Yeah. Ironically, we stand with freedom. <laughs> oh. So, uh, guys, just to, just to clarify, um, tomorrow, July Force canceled. Just uh, yeah. not for me. I'm going to go work at my restaurant where it's going to be busy. So, well, shit. Well, I live in America, we- so. That doesn't mean you have to celebrate July Fourth. I've never celebrated July Fourth. To be fair, like I don't, I don't really get it personally. I, I never have. I, I love fireworks, uh, so I I celebrated it simply for fireworks. But sure. that was many years ago. I used to always look forward to the fourth. Now I'm just kind of eh. And tomorrow I'm kind of trying to make it a point just to watch as much anime as humanly possible and play. Today is Japan's game. day. <laughs> and play as much video games as humanly possible. Sure, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I just always, I was, even even before, like, I even didn't like America. It's a weird soundbite to put on this podcast. Um, <laughs> that uh, I was always just kind of like, you know, I don't get July 4th. Why, why are we celebrating where we live? Yay, day, we live here. Every day is America Day. Yeah. I spent my summers in Mississippi, where it's very, very American. Um, mm-hmm. But more importantly, they had really cheap fireworks. So I love Fourth of July, literally outside of American flags. It's like, hey, we could buy a hundred TNT bombs for five dollars. <laughs> I I've been to I've been to great gatherings on the Fourth of July that really have nothing to do with celebrating. It's just being with people. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just an excuse for a party. It's like Thanksgiving. Like no. I, I I'm not talk, I'm not here for the colonizers. I'm here for the food. <laughs> yeah, gro- growing up um, when we would go to Montana for our summers, because um, fireworks were legal in Montana, so, and the, we found the best pl- the best state on our road trip from California to Montana. The best place to buy fireworks was Wyoming, because along the way, like in Montana, there's these little tiny shacks of fireworks, oh, yeah. which that's that's fine. But you go to Wyoming, there's this big giant like um, house like house size store filled to the brim with fireworks and the best part is they were cheaper in wyoming than they were in montana so we loaded up oh yeah oh yeah i uh uh my final thoughts on fireworks because i do like them except for dogs Uh, if your dogs don't like them leave them alone um but as a young youngster we would have uh belt wars where um we would literally strap uh the little like like tnt uh ribbons to your belts and we try to light them on fire up with my cousins and whoever lost got farked up and it was really good <laughs> being a little kid doesn't hurt as much that uh, sounds extremely dangerous my my you most know, nine then my most bewildering fourth of july was up in concord and uh all like illegal fireworks still cops everywhere and yet every single house basically was setting off their own fireworks so like going through it was because we were driving through it when it was still happening. It went on forever, and it was like a war zone. But at one point, we had gone around the corner, and we saw that someone on their front lawn just had, like, 
a giant mortar gun that they fired into the <laughs> air to make loud bang sounds. It was it was a lot. I, on the way home from Huntington Beach on Friday, um, we passed. We saw a firework go up uh, in the distance, and that was like cool. And we kept driving, and as we passed that, what we assumed to be that area, there was a tree just engulfed in flames. Mm. Oh. Makes sense. So be careful, some places, guys. Some places don't need fireworks. Heavenly no, forest sure. areas. Yeah, um, that was a fun tangent. Uh, but just to reiterate, we support women. We support their right to body, body, bodily autonomy, uh, their right to choose. Uh, also yeah. separating church from state, but we're not going to talk about that either. Let's just talk yeah. about the podcast. Also separating church from state, yes. Yeah. And also not just women, but also trans-Americans, non-binary folk, uh, people who, who can, whoever can get pregnant, and they're, essentially their body time was taken away a few weeks ago. Uh, like week ago. Alone. Jeez, yeah. It's so easy that's, to leave people that's, alone. That's, that's, I, I don't understand the concept. Just leave people alone. Hey, oh. don't be a dick. Yeah. Also, that cop should still have to read you your Miranda rights. But also that it just kept getting worse. <laughs> Jesus. Tune in next right. week for the newest development on. Come on, America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, that's that's it, guys. That's it, guys. Um, I hope you. I hope we st- we we didn't lose. You know what? Honestly, if we lost you after five minutes of this, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if the seven people who listen to this now just realize that we're that we're left leaning. What have you been listening to? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be honest. Honestly. I'll be honest. We probably lost some people at review of the princess. <laughs> <laughs> we Maybe. Um, okay. So, but we do have links in the description. Let's get to the show. Let's get to the content that you guys came here for. The links. Um, that's, that me. That implies that you guys are only here for the links that we put in the description. I apologize. Two minutes. Ryan, your yeah. YouTube channel. You were active on it this week. I was. I wanted to play some more Final Fantasy VII Remake because uh, I started a new job, which is going to take up a lot of my time and a lot of my night time, which is unfortunate. But uh, hey, that game still rules. Um, I also, while playing it, kept going, is this new or is this from Final Fantasy VII? And I can't, and I was like, okay, I got to fix this shit. So uh, instead of playing another 30-hour RPG, I watched a three-hour condensed Let's Play of the Midgar section from Final Fantasy VII from 1995. So I just watched somebody play the game with, like, not their dialogue, just just the game, just so I could see what happens. And it turns out a lot of that stuff is just from Final Fantasy VII. So I was assuming a lot. Um, there is a lot of changes. Stuff. Like, there are still, like, Dementor ghosts and shit. That is the stuff that's changing. But a lot of, like, flashback stuff. I'm like, is this new? No, it's from that game. Uh, so it's really nice to now have context to know what's different and what's not because otherwise i was just i was just oh that must be new right and like it's very much not so um loving that i'll continue to play that that's my link that's the i also saw that is that is a link um i also saw that there's a uh mighty thor yes that you played thank thank you so much for keeping me in track yeah um i played an hour of of the mighty thor she came to marvel's colon avengers there's no colon um hey it's a new character in a game where you're doing the same content um she plays great she's like a more she's like a faster more ranged thor um uh your mileage will vary if that's okay with you or not i'm okay with echo characters i think it's cool um i would rather get like i would rather get some new content uh than not get new content at all um but i did have some fun it was it's always nice when new content does drop because the community comes back and forth so like sometimes when i play avengers by myself it'll be hard to find matches in the middle of the night because like Mm -hmm. nobody's playing at my specific level blah 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 but everyone's jumping in for thor and they added so you can have uh like multiverse stuff so like anybody so you can have four thors on the same team so that was really fun having a bunch of Jane Foster's kick the shit out of robots. So um, the gameplay is always good. I did enjoy my time. They did add a new thing. They added it a while ago, but they added a thing um, 
where you can earn the the cosmetics by playing the game because normally you just have to buy all this shit but they have a thing where you if you if you grind uh you can get the costumes and if the costumes are good i'll do it so i did that for iron man 3's costume and i'm currently doing this for time runs out avengers uh jonathan hickman's avengers hawkeye costume which is just like a cool sleek black costume for hawkeye and i'm like they're blowing you're pulling cool comic shit that i really love so like that's a fun grind i don't mind grinding if the reward is there because i love the gameplay it's just when mm -hmm. i have nothing to do is when i have a problem so um I'm, I'm enjoying Avengers. Uh, there's going to be a, another big update next month that adds more villains, more MODOK stuff, which is like a continuation of the story. So I'm very excited about the future of Avengers. Very cool. Uh, so you can check out those videos linked below. Yeah. Um, ben? Yeah? You didn't publish anything this week? No. Okay. Uh, I was just making sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but you did have two episodes of Grayson Live. Yeah. Uh, or Super Mario, <laughs> Super Mario 3D World. Yep. We... Uh... I thought we were at the end because that Bowser uh, boss fight sucked, and then surprise, classic in a classic Mario fashion. There's eight worlds to play in the main story of Super Mario of Super Mario, and I forgot about the eighth one. And I'm like, well, shit, we got one more to go. You ain't done yet. Nope. I remember. I remember because I asked you for the thumbnails for the last two episodes. I assumed you were nearing the end of the game because you were. You've been saying seven worlds. We were at Bowser, so and then I, and then I got all the thumbnails, and there were fifty, not fifty thumbnails, but it went up to fifty, and I was like, "Buddy, what?" <laughs> yeah, we still got more to go. Um, so, we still have more game to play, so stay tuned for more of that. But the, you can check out uh, forty-one and forty-two, I believe, in the description below. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of things. I didn't publish anything on Screen Rant this week. I don't have anything approved, but this week we'll have plenty more stuff, mostly Thor, Love and Thunder stuff. I, I got approved, so stay tuned for that. But that is below. That linked below still if you want to check out some of my previous stuff. Um, but my latest uh, article revisiting the Infinity Saga, uh, that went up, uh, number 35, I believe, um, where it's the, uh, if you guys remember, it's the moment where Baron Zemo's like, this was my plan all along to tell Tony Stark that that the Winter Soldier killed his mother. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's the moment I talked about. Um, uh, if you're interested in that, you can check that out and you can check out all the other Infinity Saga pieces that are on that website. 35, 35 going on, uh, uh, getting to my next interlude clip, uh, soon, which I'm excited to write, honestly. Love so. And... Bapum, a basement arcade, arcade, a basement arcade pause menu. I like I like saying bapum. Um, <laughs> a basement arcade pause menu went up this week, Ben. If you would like to talk about that a bit, that it did. I sat down with um, indie developer Nick Blake. He developed a Game Boy style RPG called Dragon Battle that is currently up on Steam as we speak. Uh, he was a gentleman I met when I went to SoCal Gaming Expo all the way back in February. And he was trying to tell people about his game. So I just sat down and we talked to him about what it was like developing for a system that is essentially, I mean, I don't want to call it dead and gone, but it's a system that's been obsolete for years. Uh, not a lot of people play it today, but the Game Boy still has this charm to it that still draws people that still draws gamers to it today. So we just talked about it and it was a really good conversation. So if you want to get into any sort of game development, definitely check that episode out. There's a lot of good info in there. And apparently developing for the Game Boy isn't as hard as I thought it was. So, I mean, of course, you still have to have a programming know-how and knowledge to do that. So for me, it's like, this is difficult. But for someone like him, he, it's very like, oh, yeah, I can do this. This is fun. I would imagine there was a lot more math involved in game development back then. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. sure there's still a lot of math, but I think a lot of it's like auto-program now. Yeah. But you are muted, Ryan. Yeah. 
Thank you, doggy dogs. Uh, it's even more math. It's only gotten more yeah. complicated, more hard, more intensive. It's only gotten harder. Math, man. I can't tell you how many times when I was a kid I had told my parents I want to be an astronaut, and then the second said, yeah, but you have to be really good at math, though. I was like, well, thanks for crushing my dreams, Mom and Dad. Better to know early. Hey, they're setting you up, right? Instead of, like, you getting there going, oopsies, math. <laughs> oh, shit. I should have learned 2 plus 2. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right, so that's all the links down below. wasn't a wasn't a busy week for us by any means, but you know, still fun stuff that still fun stuff was put up. So check them out, please. Um, all right, who wants to get into their weeks? Sparks is back. He should go. Sparks I is should, back. Yeah, I, I have too much to say. Sparks bold, wicked I missed you, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, let's see. New chapter Dragon Ball Super came out like right before I left. I read it. It's it's, it's happening. It's happening, y'all. I don't know what more I can say because I don't want to spoil. Um, we finished Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, you guys probably mentioned that you'd finished it. And there's a fake nerds watch up about it. I did just want to say one thing because um, we did that fresh. Like I literally had just watched the episode before we yeah. did it. And I don't think that I highlighted enough in our discussion that they stuck the landing uh, for Leia's involvement in the show. And I really like where the show left her and Ben, and that was all very positive. And I feel like we were focused on so many other things. I was like, you know, that little Leia plot really worked out, and I'm real happy about it. Anyway, yeah, I, I would agree with that, honestly. Um, Miss Marvel, there's a fake nerds watch coming. It's been watched. It'll be talked about. Check it soon. It's been fake. Um, I watched the Beyond Infinity thing, talking about the Lightyear movie. Oh yeah, on Disney Plus, and that was fun. And then because of that, I watched Toy Story and spoilers toy story still good um <laughs> i also watched thor and avengers and thor the dark world because there's a new thor movie coming out so i've watched all those real quickly yeah. how is avengers good <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> um uh strange new world still watching that i think i'm an episode behind uh the boys we've got fake nerds watch coming out i'm caught up on the boys can't wait to talk about it y'all are gonna hear it after that last episode drops Stranger Things, I've finished the season of Stranger Things. I have a lot of thoughts. We'll talk about that, too, at a later date. There's a lot of just, hey, we'll talk about that later. Um, I read the Miss Marvel team-up comic. I didn't get Thank to talk know. about it because I read it later. Appreciate right. you. Right. Yeah, I, I'd, read, I'd read, I think I'd read all the Spider-Man ones before, but I hadn't read the Captain Marvel ones. Um, just, it's a good comic. I'm happy I picked it up back, back in the day. Uh, I also read... The first 11 issues, I think it's 11 issues of Miss Marvel, like mm -hmm. original old beginning oh, yeah. Miss Marvel um, while I was at the cabin. And I also read the first 18 issues of uh, Jason Aaron's Thor. So oh, that, was, yeah. that was all stuff I was doing while I was at the cabin because I could. I like um, it when I like it when we read the same things. Yeah. Um, yeah, just good stuff. Good comic reading. I played, I started playing Disney Mirrorverse. I'd been waiting for that game. It's a mobile game. I started playing it. Uh, Ryan got to it because uh, it had dropped while I was away. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Right, um, that's like... the one That's the one where they have all the like, the McFarlane toys for with all these like, yeah. you know, weird alternate dimension versions yeah. of Disney characters. Incredible designs. Like the, like, Kingdom Hearts is... <laughs> What was that? Kingdom Hearts take notes. Oh, for real, yeah. It, it is like the like the boldest designs 
that Disney's ever had for these characters. Like some of like straight up just making characters into steampunk characters. Frank from Jungle Cruise is just like a Swamp Thing man. He's got a giant Swamp Thing arm. Yo, um, wait, what? Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like ev- like the only the only character not really represented is like Finding Nemo because it's like a fish guy. But they could figure that shit out, I'm sure. Put him in like put him in like a walking mech suit and he's like a fish in a bottle. Yeah, like put, him fish, put him they in a fishbowl. He can work. You can do that. Yeah, yeah, but like every all it's all like all the villains like uh, Gaston's a cool hunter man. Uh, Sully is a giant tank with a giant shield. Uh, Scar uh, is an assassin who like he hides in the shadows and he strikes from the shadows. Um, really, just really excellent design. It is a mobile game. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, it is a mobile game. So like six hours in, you're gonna be like, all right, I'm already hitting a wall where like I have to grind to level up more and stuff, and then, which is fine. It's a free game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the they try and get you well. with all the gotcha mechanics. I, it was funny to me how, like, yeah. within the first two days, like, once you get a certain amount deep into the game, it just starts, like, throwing things at you. Like, you want to spend money here? You want to spend money here? And I'm like, no. Every no, new window you open up, ooh, limited time offer. Spend five ninety nine. It's an 800% increase value. I'm like, that's a big number. I don't care. Um, so I, I, got all, I got a lot of the characters that I already want. Um, unfortunately... You get like it's like a tier system, so you have like tier one, two, and three, and like the lower tier, like the less powerful they are. So I got Eva, I got Eva from Wally, but she was a level one, so she's like she's like power level one hundred, and all of my characters like power level like seven hundred, and she's just not leveling up fast enough. And I'm like, I really want to use you, so like, yeah, that's gonna be a grind. You're you're at the mercy of what star ranking your heroes can be. Yeah, yeah, it's all, um, and that's why, like, I'm just, doctor. yeah, that's why I'm just like focusing on who's got the most stars, and they're the ones I'm taking the furthest, and then we'll work our way down. And yeah, yeah. I always, I always, I was really interested in this game primarily because of art design alone, and there was a lot. There's a few times I'm at Target or things from another world, just comic book store on City Walk. I would always see like these toys from it, like the Jack Sparrow has like the skeleton arm, or yeah, the, and I'm like, I'm looking at these toys, and I'm like, you know what? Quite honestly, like these toys rule i would buy all of them if i had the money it's yeah. it's very interesting the way that the rollout happened because those toys came out like a year ago and that yeah. game just finally released um, i thought the game was out like, already no they delayed the game a lot um i was surprised that i i guess like that was just wave one of the toys and so i guess they just really wanted to get them out there mm-hmm. um but it's going pretty well so far so we'll see i'm sure there will be more toys and i'm sure there's going to be more characters added. we know there will be because uh there's we see uh jafar in one of the story chapters and he's not one of the characters you can unlock and and that does mean that eventually he will be yeah there's i just started downloading the game myself because this entire week i've been it's been in the back of my brain because i've been seeing ads for it fanny's been seeing ads for it as well and we're like man we really should download this game just to give it a shot so i decide i just i'm it's downloading right now once we're done recording i'm gonna start playing it it also has a mechanic that like I personally like this mechanic in mobile games. I can understand why other people wouldn't um, where you have energy, which is the amount of things you can do essentially at a time. Mm-hmm. And like it recharges over time mm-hmm. or you can purchase more if you want to keep going immediately. But uh, to me, I kind of like it because it means like, because it means like I'm putting this much into the game right now and then I'm done and then I'm done until later. And like, yeah. I don't need to like constantly be on it and constantly like it's like here's what you're doing for this next like 20 minutes and then you're done and then yep. come back tomorrow or yeah, later um, in the day 
all the other games that Kabam, the, the studio who made this, they made they made a, a Marvel one that I've been playing for years, where it's the exact same thing. They have energy; it's a three party system, and you have multiple uh, attacks. And I can't wait to see if they're going to do alternate costumes because mm -hmm. like their designs are so good, and like I would love to see alternate costume designs. And like that's something I like. I can I could see myself paying for in the future if I play this game enough because if I like something enough I want to support it but right now like I'm still in the free stage where like I don't I don't want to give it money but like sure. I gave that that Marvel game money because I wanted Emma Frost that bad yeah yeah the, what was the one oh I remember the one time I gave a mobile game money because I wanted something really bad and it was a dumb thing and I didn't get the thing I wanted oh see that's all awesome. I like I like Tinkerbell's design if you can, she's a little whitewashed yeah so too. she's so she's a she's a little pixie and she creates a fire avatar mm -hmm. that's what? cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, Tinker, that, Tinkerbell creates a fire avatar that she that's freaking cool. Yeah, I there's mean, it, there's a lot of cool thought into how these characters function and what their designs are. Woody is too hot. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, saw weird. I saw that on TikTok. It's like, why are why is Woody super attractive in this game? And even I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, why is he? He's got like a he's got like a swagger. Honestly, that, that like doesn't have. one of my favorite redesigns, and I don't, I don't have the hero at a at a strength where I can really play with them right now. But uh, is Aladdin? I love yeah. Aladdin's redesign. I was um, just he's oh, got, he's got his little uh, uh, King of Thieves dagger. Yep. I Honestly, I just cool. saw the Woody. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Why are you um, doing that, Disney? <laughs> that's a good soundbite from this podcast. I just saw the Woody. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. There's there's 45 characters now, and just like. Just like the Marvel one, like that that has like literally hundreds at this point. So like in time, they'll probably have literally everyone. You this can definitely my favorite redesign. Well, one of my favorite redesigns up, up from just from watching the car going that cartoons, the advertisements. I love what they did with Belle and making her a sorceress or a mm -hmm. magician. My, I love her staff my, has the rose in it, and that's freaking cool to me. My favorite was Buzz Lightyear. I yeah, really like how they too. did Buzz Lightyear. I think all of the princesses are are reimagined really well. Um, Mulan's really cool. Yeah, I I've all of i've played with the princesses a fair amount because i've happened to get most of them at three stars um and so tiana's like my main healer oh and yeah I, and i love her uh, i really like the 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 rapunzel she's got the frying pan as her weapon yeah mulan her, creates i think a, like early too yeah. mulan creates like a circle of swords it's a it's a kick-ass move that's um, kind of damn it yeah they're not they're not lazy about it which is which is nice yeah that's that's good because uh, when you hear mobile games even still in today's day and age Mobile games still kind of get this like this little uh like you kind of have a twinge of fear you cringe a little bit because a lot of times with mobile games I mean yes the game could be fun that's no problem but a lot of times the main focus or stories of mobile games comes with the gotcha mechanics the microtransactions or even what Sparks mentioned earlier the whole hey spend money to get more energy so you can play more games like in uh like Candy Crush that was a huge thing against Candy Crush when it first came out mm -hmm. right yeah but. I mean, it's weird because they're now mobile games have become a little bit more accepted. It's like, okay, we know this is a, a mobile game thing because it's a free to play game and well, you have a phone that's free to download. So it's like, I don't, do think, that's true. I don't think that's true across the board, but I, yeah, I do uh, think that uh, Disney has, li has licensed out some pretty good mobile games. What yeah. it is, it's, it's all about gameplay. As long as the gameplay is good, people will come to it. And like yeah. our phones are not powerful enough where we can put almost like like ps2 ps3 ps4 levels of quality into mm -hmm. mobile games so and in like, this one it's also it's also design um you can hear more of us also talking about this in a pause menu that's coming out this week uh yeah, where yeah. we did where we did our wrap-up discussion ryan and i were pretty fresh on Mirrorverse uh from mm -hmm. that so we talk a lot about it and how we kind of hope to see it ported to switch uh my last thing i'll say about it is that 
Uh, this feels like the game where we might just get Remy with a uh, robotic uh, mech suit oh, that he's absolutely. able to control. Evangelion! Absolutely. <laughs> Rad series Evangelion! Yeah. Oh, what, what, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to throw shade at Diablo Immortal because apparently that game sucks. Just don't do what Diablo Immortal's doing. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, I've watched too many hours on a game I'm never going to play. But Diablo Immortal is a good game with the absolute worst uh, microtransaction uh, uh, possible in gaming history. It costs you, and guys, I'm not joking. I've watched I've watched gamblers spend $30,000 and not get anything. To upgrade a character, a single character costs you $540,000 to get to, to, yeah. It is, it is the biggest scam in gaming history. For real, people are like, like it's not it's banned in other countries, like in Belgium and I think China. Like it's not even allowed because it's it's literally gambling. Um, well, it's the, the worst thing Blizzard has ever put out. It's 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 insane. Well, also yeah. it's banned in China because the um, the um, account the like the the social media account that's run by the, uh, Activision Blizzard in China made a joke about Xi Jinping, and of course you know what China's gonna do. What China's gonna do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, can we get banned in China if I just say? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm sure our large Chinese audience is going to hate that. You know, at one point, I haven't looked at the analytics in, in, a, in, a, in a bit, but at one point, we did have a, quite a large Chinese audience. Space Tan tangentially related to talking about Disney Mirrorverse, I watched the first two episodes of the not marketed that it was dropping at all and just came out Baymax show. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, which it got took Storm to Twitter when it finally did drop, but uh, did not... Uh, catch a lot of attention in the marketing leading up to yeah, it which surprised uh, me i was watching because the uh, i'm sure you're referring to the the clip of the that everyone's freaking there's out a few about. clips there's a few clips but they're I, all from the same episode someone was like look at this leaked footage i just i received from baymax i was like the show's out mm -hmm. it's not leaked the show's out right yeah that's it like people are like it, 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 yeah it was very weird uh, that disney i was surprised there wasn't a trailer like a week ago to just remind people that like Baymax was coming, because um, we just like I I was in Monterey and we got on Disney Plus one morning. And we were like, Baymax, oh that's out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the first two episodes are charming, wonderful. Um, Baymax is great. Uh, if you liked Big Hero Six and the humor around Baymax, you will like this show. Uh, there's no reason not to watch it. They're ten minute episodes, uh, roughly. They're they're basically nice little shorts um long for shorts i guess but uh you know you got like the this was the first um the first show yeah that's true the first show from disney film animation studios oh that's um, fascinating uh so it's their animation team um as we know there's moana there's a moana show and a tiana show coming um mm -hmm. this was the first of the in a zootopia show this was the first project of the film animation studio making a television thing um because uh uh, everything else has been either Disney TV animation or Pixar has done something with um, the uh, Carl and Doug. Yeah. Uh, but this is their first project. Um, so the animation is very nice. Uh, looks just like Big Hero 6. Um, you get to see more of San Francisco. I think that's great. And I'm only two episodes through it, but uh, really like it. Six episode series. Super easy to watch. That's awesome. The last thing I'll talk about is uh, I finished that time I got reincarnated as a slime. All right. That's a really good show. Uh, now fully caught up on it. Um, season two drags its feet. 
uh, a fair bit in comparison to season one. Mm-hmm. Um, the story stuff is all still very good. There's just, I shit you not, like four episodes about them like trying to have a meeting to plan what how they're going to basically counterattack the bad guy and new characters, not new characters, but different people keep wanting to come and get involved in the meeting that it keeps like slowing it down and slowing it down as all of our like characters that we've met over the course of the show have to come all together at once and meet each other. And so it's just, okay, okay, okay. And like, it's, there's good character stuff in it. So it's not the worst. It's just kind of like, yes. Okay. This is a, a meeting episode understood. And then they, they set you up. uh, It's like six episodes from the end of the second season. And they set you up for, um, all right, we've teleported the army. We're about to have our big battle. And the next episode is literally two, other characters one of whom we've never met getting together and having a conversation about the upcoming uh uh confrontation for (laughs) the whole episode and like again it's good character stuff it was just a poorly placed episode after the last one had been like we've teleported the army it's time for the fight and then it's like yo okay so let's talk about what's about to happen here (laughs) they're (laughs) literally like they they really are like sports commentators in a sense these two characters because of how far removed and like how power level they are compared to everyone else they're just kind of like so what do you think is gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) okay um but it's a good show that's it. Who wants to go next? I'll, I'll go, go next. next. I, have, oh. I have very, very little because pretty much everything somebody's already said is something I did. I watched The Boys. I watched Stranger Things. I watched Miss Marvel. Um, anything else that we're reviewing that I have that I watched? No. So I watched those things. That's great. Um, I played Final Fantasy VII. I played Avengers. I watched one episode of One Punch Man, and that's me. All right. Okay. Man. So I actually did quite a decent good chunk this week okay um, then i'm going to stop you because i didn't do a lot so let me go first okay, and then you'll you'll end us off okay i didn't do a lot zara came back from uh from 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 where she's been for a bit we get, and we had a market on 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 friday that i helped her out with so I, most of my week was just that and catching up on shows with her like the boys uh we didn't watch stranger things uh the boys and miss marvel orville it's a good show um strange new worlds great show latest episode ruled um but I did do a few, a little, a couple of things I want to talk about, which was Toy Story four. So a little bit like Sparks, I watched the Toy Story movie, um, but I chose four instead of one. Um, I, re- I realized watching Toy Story four that my favorite Toy Story film is whichever one I'm watching at the time. Mm-hmm. I think all four of them rule. Um, they're they all offer something different that I want to experience at the time. This time, for example, I wanted to experience Bo Peep and Woody. And I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to be in that story for a bit. So I just, so I watched four. Uh, just kind of related. Um, I just want to shout out, like he doesn't need a ton of praise for this, but I really appreciate that Tim Allen did comment on the Lightyear stuff and basically yeah. went, I don't care. Um, he didn't, he didn't have to uh, do that. And I'm glad that he at least didn't rile people up. And he said, like, it's fine. Yeah, because there's other other celebrities, more conservative celebrities have been trying to rile people up. And he's like, I'm the toy. He's the hero, whatever. I don't care. Um, I, I also appreciated that. I was like, good for you, Tim Allen. I didn't hear about that, but okay. That's yeah, don't, d- don't make the news. Ma- don't make the news made the news. Um, anyway, so yeah, Toy Story 4. I really like that movie. I, I'm sure I remember liking it a lot when, when I did the review. This is the first time I'd seen it since the... Since we we did a review of it, um, I hadn't seen it in quite a while. Um, love the animation, love the story between Woody and 
Bo Peep. I forgot how emotional the beginning was. By the end of the movie, I was sobbing. Uh, yeah, I like that movie a whole lot, guys. Nice. And I watched all of the Umbrella Academy. Mm. We were wanting something to watch, and we just felt we we we, we rolled the dice. We whatever. We we just decided to watch the Umbrella Academy. Uh, so we watched the whole thing. Show still great. Like that show a whole lot. That show better get renewed because I'll be damned. Um, they did say the fourth season would be the end, so I think they're kind of a lock for for a renewal. Um, I I really like the third season. Some really great story stuff. Um, we're going to do a fake nerds watch of it, so I'm going to leave most of my discussions, most of my in depth discussions, for that. And then the final thing I'll talk about is I did read a couple of issues of Thor. Um, this is the Jason Aaron run after he did the Mighty Thor, where uh, Odin's son is back as Thor, um, but. This arc that I read went back to King Thor, which we haven't seen a lot of in a while because he, Aaron took a break mostly from that during the Mighty Thor. Um, and then he revisited again when Odin comes back to being Thor. Um, but there's a three issue arc that is just set in the future with his granddaughters and with, with Thor, with King Thor. Um, and uh, Wolverine, the space Ronin, who has been who is now uh, merged with a reborn because they mentioned that the Falcon had died millennia ago and Wolverine's like, yeah, well, it's a Phoenix. It comes back. I was like the Falcon, the, the, the Phoenix, right. Phoenix. Sorry. Um, uh, and, and so like the Phoenix force and Wolverine now go across the galaxy and make sure that all the planets are dying when they're supposed to. But Thor brought back Midgard uh, a couple hundred years ago. He brought it back from the dead. And, and, and now it's been taking this whole time for, um phoenix to kind of be like you shouldn't have done that you shouldn't have done that there's something really bad coming you should have just left earth to die um and then that was really cool there's dr doom because of course dr doom lived to the end of time um he's now the iron fist the sorcerer supreme the spirit of vengeance he's got all these powers it's great Fin he controls fin fang foom as he awesome. should as, as he, he should, should. As god he emperor should. doom god bless you um and uh uh Wolverine as the Phoenix it, it is such a cool concept. And there, and again, going back to like everything that Jason Aaron does in Thor is so big and grand. Like I, I, I lament that we'll never see, this is not, this, this is not from this, this side of this part of the story, but I lament that we'll never see Jane Foster punch Odin from Saturn to Jupiter and, and back again and to new, new Asgard. Like we'll never see that in the movies because the movies don't go that big, especially with Thor. Not necessarily that big. They go big, but not that big. Um, but that that comic is all just just everything goes that big. Everything is the biggest thing ever. One thing uh, I will lament about the MCU is I wish that they weren't so protective of Avengers movies. I wish we could just have the next Avengers movie. It's a Thor event. And then two years later, we have a we have you know a, a Captain America event or whatever. Like I understand being pre like precious about the Avengers name, but like you don't have to make it Endgame every time. You know you could just mm -hmm. make it a team up movie. But that's that's not what they want to do. They want to make it the biggest thing ever for the Avengers. So you know. it's the event, the the uh, well, the equivalent of a comic book event, essentially. Yeah, right. I um, I agree with that. It's it's one of the reasons I'm like more hopeful in the long run that we get more and more like character crossover team up style stuff where people aren't so locked into their their own films yeah yeah just like thor love and thunder coming up yeah mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, it's just the the. But go back to the story real quickly. Just everything that's been happening with like gore and how uh, how ego plays into the story. Which now that Sparks is reading, and I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, it's just been it's just such a fun ride, and King Thor is such a really just a really cool idea that I just every time he revisits that character I'm so into it I'm so jazzed because I love his granddaughters I love how he writes King Thor just kind of like old and and really just done with everything tired god who is trying to stop his beloved world from ending again at the end of the universe love it love that book it's good stuff um that's it that's all I did Ben all right. So the first thing I want to talk about is that I stayed up way too late last night because I was been watching the second half of one of my now definitely one of my favorite Disney animated television shows. And I'm still mad, just like the creator is mad that it's not getting the, the true ending it deserves. The Owl House. I had no idea the second the second half of season two dropped on Disney Plus until just this week. I don't know how long it was there, but I, I finished the whole season and I don't know what else I have to say about the show besides the fact that it is truly a great Disney show and also something I'm surprised Disney even allowed to put on in the first place. And I'm not talking about um, Luce and her girlfriend, Amity. I'm talking about the um, the death or the concepts of death, The go- not just the gore, but the crazy concepts of like in the Lovecraftian style monsters that we see in this show. There are a lot of things in the show that's like, this is on a Disney show. I think this would be more on like Nickelodeon. Like you, one of the characters, he's going up to this, this altar and he sees the bones of his kind littered across the thing, uh, across the, um, across the, the floor. And it's like, yikes. But besides that, the show is such, is so good. It's beautifully animated and the fight scenes are really great. And I, uh, Sparks back me up on this. Cause have you finished the Owl house yet or not yet? No, uh, I'm watching it with Megan, and we were waiting for the entire season to be available. So I'm probably not going to finish it for a while. Okay. Um, so I, I won't spoil much, or I won't spoil anything at all. Of it. Just the fact that it's it's a fantastic show. Definitely go ahead and watch it. And um, just like in the first season where they put in the Buster Sword in one of the scenes, they put the Spear of Longinus in one of the episodes. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, Evangelion! Um Oh, speaking of, uh, 10 more weeks, guys. 10 more weeks. Yep, 10 more weeks. Till our 300th Evangelion. Ben's on notice. Ben's on notice. (laughs) For Evangelion, yay. So It's just four movies. It's not hard. I know, I know, I know. But (laughs) Ben, if you start now, you'll finish just in time. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah, um, Owl House is great. That ending just got had my jaw dropped i finished it around four in the morning last night i stayed away too late sure. but it was it was worth it because i missed binging that show i was so when i got to the halfway point of season two i was like man they gotta hurry up and put the rest of it on disney plus i need to binge it and there it is i'm like cool i'm not moving from my couch for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was like the the big media thing i watched was Owl house amazing show go ahead and watch on disney plus I'm still a little nervous of what Disney's going to do for the air quotes third season because I because when we last talked about it, they said they weren't going to give it a full third season. They're just going to do like movies or something. I mean, yes. it's, it's getting an end, which is good, but at the same time with that ending, it's like, nah, dude, I need a season to see how this ties yeah, it, up. It, I think it's it's getting like like two like 
like movie specials or something, <laughs> something in the equivalent. Yeah. Kind of bullshit if you ask me, but Owl House is great. Go watch it. Amazing show. Uh, the other thing I did um, for the first time in a long time, actually, I saw a live theatrical production. Mm, I haven't oh. I haven't been to the theater in a while. Um, Jeff, a uh, friend of the podcast, Jeff and his mom were down here yesterday, and they have a friend of theirs who was do who was the fight court who's the who did the choreography in uh, a play called Shakespeare in Love, which is the an an, an, an adaptation of the film. Which won an Oscar over Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I did not know that. 1999. Nice. I've seen both. That's about fair. I actually never seen the movie Shakespeare in Love. So this hey, is we saw first. the play, so you've seen it. Yeah, I saw the I saw the play. It's like it's like it's like when I went I went to see uh, the wedding singer Broadway show. But I haven't seen, seen, seen the movie yet. I haven't seen the movie yet. Nice. Yeah. The Broadway so, show, if you guys remember Stephen Lynch, uh, mm-hmm. a, a folk singer, a comedy folk singer, he's he was the star. He was the the, the uh, Adam Sandler character. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I saw that, and what I really like about this theater is that the theater I went to, it was an open-air theater, and it was it was also, it was a very small venue. It's um, the Muck Theater out in Fullerton, or there's like a full-on name, but they just shortened it to the Muck. It's really cool space, because um, the bleach, because the seats are, it's amphitheater style, but the seats also have tables um, plant, uh, like bolted to the ground. So you can bring your own food and beverages and you can sit there and snack while you're watching the show. The only thing about the, about the space that can definitely put a damper on the show is the outside elements. Cause we're close to a street and there was a guy in some, I want to say it was like a super loud motorcycle who was over revving his engine and drowning out the dialogue from one of the actors. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it, and it wasn't just like this quick little meow, it lasted for a good 34 odd seconds. And they didn't have there it was it wasn't mic'd? No, as far as I can tell, it wasn't mic'd. So all wait, these wait, hold on. Uh Ben, he was asking if the actors were mic'd, not the motorcycle. No, no, no. I, be I, sure I that you yeah, I understood. Yeah, the actors okay. didn't have microphones on. It was all done through the I own. didn't mean to be mean. It just occurred to me like, oh my god, do you think that's the did he ask that the motorcycle was oh, mic'd? No, it's all good, it's all good. No worries, no worries. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. No worries. You're what I mean. It's fine. So, yeah, all, the actors didn't have any microphones on them. Um, it was all done through just their all natural voices. And because in a small space, you don't really need the microphones. And also, not only that, because of how close we are to 4th of July, fireworks were going off. The only exception was that we heard the Disneyland fireworks from where we were in Fullerton. And those got pretty loud, but there are still other people around in the neighborhood shooting off fireworks, so we're we're trying to listen to this really intense scene between Shakespeare and his love interest. And we're trying to listen to him, but then we hear pop, 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 or someone like shooting off firecrackers in the background. So it's still really cool space. It's a really, really nice area. And I have to say, I would definitely love to go back and see a show there again. So nice. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, not on 4th of July weekend though, maybe. Yeah, definitely don't go for Yeah, besides that, video game-wise, I finally played a little bit of Elden Ring this week. I just played a tiny little bit with Grayson when I came home from work on Saturday. Or no, not on Saturday, on Friday. Because I haven't played Elden Ring in over a week. So I, we sat down, we cleared some monsters, we beat some bosses. It was a good old time, and I cannot... Because I got a day off tomorrow, and I can't wait to play more. 
Oh, I, I, I did play a video game. I forgot because I talked about it on the Basement Arcade episode that's coming up. But I played and beat Shredder's Revenge, and that's an excellent mm. game. That is. Yeah, I also, I also forgot. I played a video game. I played Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Still, I'm, I'm trying to go through and complete some planets. Really great level design. That's done. I'm done. Yeah, and that's that's my week. Cool. Shall we do our bread and butter? Garlic bread time, baby. Sad news up top. Joe Turkle passed away this week. Now, if you don't know his name, that's fine. Um, he, You'll remember him from probably his most two iconic roles, which is the bartender from The Shining and Dr. Ellen, Eldon Tyrell. Uh, Tyrell. Ty- Tyrell. Tyrell um, from Blade Runner. My favorite movie, baby! Yeah, um... Definitely an older actor, not not prevalent in modern movies as much, but definitely Seven Days. He was a big boy. Um, in The Shining, um, people, uh, uh, if you read that book, uh, people say that that bartender is 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 a figure of his dad. That's that's who that's who his daddy is. Um, mm-hmm. Reflection of that. Uh, so that's cool. And Blade Runner, he plays the leader of a, a robot organization. He's very he's very good in it. Um, it's a shame. He was. Do you know how old he was? Ninety four. That's a that's a lineage. That's a whole the whole legacy, baby. Yeah. Great actor. I love those roles. Like mm-hmm. I know like the the most famous roles he has now, but like they're great. He's got a good presence. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all the sad news. So this is just some rumors. I don't always put rumors on here, but some of these were, were some of were kind of. I, fun I found it interesting you put this one on here. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know which one you're talking about. The Krishna Harloff one. Oh yeah, I just wanted to know what we thought of that. So there's so there was a rumor last week. Um, Krishna Harloff said that uh, a a Cal Kestis series, live action Star Wars series, is in the works. I, I don't know if I believe that one personally. That's weird. He's yeah. got a game. He's got a game coming out next year, yeah. so I I doubt it. Yeah. Unless, well, between games, there's a five-year gap, but at the same time, to put on a TV show that with the game coming out pretty soon, kind of seems a little, eh, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it to do anything but a web series, honestly. Like, if you think yeah. about it, like, if you wanted to do, like, a web series that, like, what Halo does, that bridge between uh, uh, Fallen Order and, and what, whatever the next one is. Um, but I don't see, like, a million-dollar, $200 million TV series on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I... Honestly, I imagine like when these things happen, like maybe he did hear rumblings of Cal Kestis doing something. It might not be a show; it's just him showing up in like a Mandalorian or or, yeah. or some just that's, somewhere, right? Like that's important. That's always important to remember that a lot of these rumors come from a, a secretary of a, of a of an intern. You know, yeah. like the you know couple rows down, no no CEO is telling these people what this an, is. In, an intern's secretary. An intern <laughs> secretary. That's what interns get, right? They get secretaries. Yes, yeah. Sure. yeah. The the actually, the secretaries, the secretaries pay the interns. Yeah, of course. That's how yeah, that works. Intern is a secretary. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it is more credence that like they are making, they are making Cal look exactly like Cameron Monaghan, like, like, exactly like he is. That is that just what he looks like officially? Like he looked like him in the first game, but like now it's just that's the dude. So like yeah. when he shows up in live action, it's like there's no discrepancy. Uh, but I, I, I. But the amount of shows coming out in the next one or two years, I just don't see him getting his own show this quickly. You know what? This will be a, this is another excuse for them to show Order sixty six. Uh, uh, cool, just do it again, even though they did it in his game. Well, already. I mean, like, yeah, well, I mean, like it all it all comes down to what do they want to do with the character after this next game? Yeah. Are they going to make sure. another game with him, or would the show be after the second game? Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I'm sure someone's talking about where do we put him in television. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's true. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm probably sure. probably Andor. I was gonna say maybe Andor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, it would be the Mando. That's too far down the timeline. Yeah, I was just thinking of what what's coming up soon. Yeah, there's a there's an interesting. You you kind of have to assume that most of the Jedi that survived Order sixty six were pretty much offed by the time uh, a new hope showed up um so they don't want to like confirm that that any that any jedi survived past return of the jedi outside of ahsoka yeah or ezra or ezra that's right ezra is still alive yeah but he's like in a galaxy far far away i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of way to bridge cal to andor because i also wouldn't be surprised if we see um saw guerrera and Mm. Hey, Kate, uh, Cal has already met him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I would not be surprised at all. We see Saw Gerrera in the show. No. And then I think you're like a hop, skip and a jump that you could bring Cal in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Craven news that also came out from last week. Craven rumors. Uh, Russell Crowe is apparently play- playing Craven's dad. That's OK. Cool. Like Russell Crowe. Yeah. The chameleon is the main villain. Makes ba- that makes sense. It's his brother. Like I'm, I'm. That's okay. I'm fine yeah. with that. Sergey Craven, Cravenoff, uh, is a uh, is uh, what what Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing. Uh, will, however, be reimagined as the protector of the animal world. Yeah. Known animal lover, Craven the hunter. So, um, not a hunter. So Craven, our Craven from the comics. That's Russell Crowe. That's yeah. the hunter. That's the dude. Um, Craven does have a son in the comics. He is the current Craven, mm-hmm. but he's also still a hunter. Um, it's just, it's again, like I, I, I think Craven is an awesome villain. Like, it, it, it's just a shame that like Sony's, and it's being written by the Morbius team. So like, any faith, I had, I would have more faith in watching this than I would a Morbius movie. But like, they, the plot's been like leaked. Like, we know what all this. This is all true. This is all real. Um, mm-hmm. it's just like the lamest, but most boring. Especially if, like, you see with the post credit scene, like, what they're setting up. Like, it's just, like, they really aren't even trying, I don't think. It's oh, just... I forgot to put on the post credit scene. The... I'm not going to, I don't want to say it, because, like, because, oh, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just, it's more, it's more Morbius <laughs> post credit scene bullshit. Um, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson rules. I like, I think he's becoming, like, such a, a, he's picking better roles. And now that he's big and beefy, like, I, I like his presence as an actor a lot. Um mm-hmm. Like he's in Bullet Train, he like he looks great in Bullet Train. Um, it's just this is not, this is not what you do with a Craven story. You can have him. Honestly, I don't even mind if he become if he turns into being a antihero, but you don't start with your villain just being like I love animals when his whole thing is the hunter. It's just it's just what's the point? Why? It's yeah. I mean, it's what you said. It, it's it's the most lame and boring way to go which is what sony's track record is with these movies they don't want to do anything interesting with them they want to make the mcu with spider-man villains like that's what that's what they're doing they're going yeah. the most boring way to do this outside yeah. of venom let there be carnage which got apparently got away from them a bit yeah. um but other than that they don't care about doing something interesting or keeping true to the character's origins they just want to do they just want to do this shared universe and the the post credit scene honestly gave me PTSD flashback. Uh, I will say, like Russell Crowe as Craven, I'm I I am excited to see that. Yeah, like like sure. I like twenty years ago, make a Craven movie with Russell Crowe as regular Craven, like that would have ruled, right? Yeah. Um, so like I, I more than Morbius, like I don't care about Matt Smith being a, a vampire man. Like I I am interested in Russell Crowe as Craven. I, that mm-hmm. is an aspect of the movie I am willing to see because he can pull out that ferocity that I think will will can be in a good movie. Um. 
but it's the Morbius script, and that script is very good. So, you know, yeah. we'll see, I guess. All right. Well, I know how to change your mood. Yes. Howard Stern was talking on a was not talking into the mic. He was talking to a friend in a studio with a hot mic uh, <laughs> that went around that he revealed he's in the upcoming Doctor Doom movie that's filming this summer. Yes. Look at that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I looked heavy and hard into this to get all the details I could. Um, uh, there's a, you also add on there, like, he's not happy about it, but he's not happy yeah. about it because he's not, uh, for, I think people are misconstruing why he's not happy about it. Howard Stern's trying to run for president in 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, he's not mad that he's in a Marvel movie. He wouldn't have said yes to it. He's not mad that he's in a Doctor Doom movie. He's mad because the scheduling is awful. Because he has a he has a talk show that he has a multi million dollar deal with with I think he's still with Sirius, but like his his commitment schedule is insane. I yeah I, I I I you keep using the word mad, but like I never I never thought when I read what he said that he was mad. I thought that it sounded like he was just stressed out about it because he yes. he has so much going on. That's how I read it when I read yeah, the, yeah. the transcription. Yeah, people are people are misconstruing like he, he hates that he's in a Marvel movie. I'm like. Just read this transcript, guys. It's right there. Um, yeah, his his scheduling is insane, and like Marvel needs him for this period. He's like, I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be miserable. Like I'm trying to do this campaign. I'm trying to run a show. Like it's gonna be really hard. Uh, Black Talk Panther trailer. Movie, Black Black Panther trailer is incoming. Black Panther's coming out this year. It's like we got some great great images of shit coming in that movie that I'm not gonna say. But if you're on Twitter and you've seen it, it's some of the coolest redesigns of characters I've ever seen in my life. I. I love what is happening with certain characters. And with that, the rumors are true, probably, that they filmed some extra stuff that involves Doctor Doom in like a post-credit mm-hmm. scene, um, which will set up whatever happens in a Doctor Doom movie. Um, I, you guys know how much I love Doctor Doom. That is a guy who can absolutely support his own movie. Unlike a Craven, Doctor Doom is a dude who has multifaceted layers of being a hero and a villain. So like, this is awesome. Howard Stern is in it probably as Howard Stern. You know how they do in Marvel stuff. He'll be someone who like maybe interviews Doctor Doom or something. Um, well, I was actually I was actually going to say that's actually really interesting because we haven't done that since Iron Man three. We talked about mm-hmm. this recently. Like that's where we had like Bill Maher and yep. other people. Like we did that in the Paramount era, but we have not had real people in the media appearing in the Marvel films anymore since then. Yeah. So this is yeah. a, this is a little bit of a sea change, kind of unexpectedly. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to be Howard Stern, or he's going to be just like another uh, radio person. That's the, that's the thing. It makes me wonder if he will actually be Howard Stern, or if it's yeah. going to be like some some cute nod that like he's playing a character or something because of that. Yeah, we've and like strayed so far away from that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I can absolutely see because like Doctor Doom doesn't mind doing interviews with people. Uh, he loves right. talking to people. He loves spreading the word of Doom, right? Um, so, like, I can absolutely see, like, ooh, the, the, the full story on Victor Von Doom. Is he a hero? Is he a villain? Is he a fascist? All the things are true. Um, so, like, just accidental confirmation that Doom is coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe this early and his own movie. Like, I and I trust I trust Marvel more than I trust Sony. Um, so, like, oh, they also confirmed that that uh, Reed Richards' teleporting technology from, from they did Multiple say that. Madness was Doctor Doom's technology, and that doesn't need to be there but whatever it's fine um um did you see also uh oh sorry no sorry wrong sentence um did i uh i assumed because of this news that this comes out before fantastic four yeah fascinating i think it's fan i think it's incredible because if you want dr doom is not a guy you just introduce in like one in like in like the third act of a movie like he he is such a big character um and if they want to do secret wars right 
you introduce Doctor Doom early and you flesh him out as hardcore as you can. So when he when he you see him as a villain, you see him as a hero, you understand all of it. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if honestly, like Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom are bookending a Marvel year. Mm-hmm. Well, good point. Yeah, that'd be fun. I suspect they're they're probably filming around the same time. Well, we like, don't we, still, we don't have a director for Fantastic Four yet. Sure, but I mean, like, we don't know anything about, except that apparently there will be a Doctor Doom filming next year. So we don't have an actor or a director or any of that that we know of. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they're setting that on track. We just know Fantastic Four is on the slate soon enough. It wouldn't surprise me if they're filming next year. Yeah, yeah I think the one-two punch of introduce Doom, introduce Fantastic Four, um, that's just so exciting. Like, I, I, I honestly didn't expect Doom to come this early. Um, I just want Doom to come all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a headline. I want Doom to come all the time. Um, I just saw a headline where it was like, as Phase Four reaches the end, uh, I was like, no, nah, dude, we're not at the end of Phase Four. Well, it's Feige that said that. No, he said what's coming up, what's coming soon will be revealed. He didn't say that the next phase will be revealed. No, but he said like, as we're reaching the end of Phase Four, that was oh. him. Well, I still, I still, I still think that uh, we have not, we have not seen the last of the phase four announcements sure um probably got like another two years in this phase yeah because like after she hulk we don't really have any confirmation of another like like another show outside of like loki or what if season secret invasion secret invasion oh you always forget about secret armor wars is filming soon my goodness there's so many shows you're right iron williams is filming soon i am Groot. i'm I'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure secret invasion is the last marvel show this year Hmm. yeah that would make sense at any rate there, I still think I still think after whatever the the last one will be, whatever Fantastic Four, because I think Fantastic Four is Phase Four. Like I really think that we get, um, uh, we get more, maybe one or two more, out of that, uh, uh, like uh, in the next like Comic Con or whatever. I was honestly kind of surprised he said it because it feels like he's abandoned the Phase ideology, anyway. Yeah, but that's he, true. he did say that, so I was like, sure, okay, end of Phase Four, whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because well, yeah, even like even the phases before had like clear endpoints. Like I don't think that's going to be the case going forward. Neither yeah. do I. All right. all right. Um, we all like Superman. It's true, all of it. There's some DC news for you guys. This is just I just pulled out some of the juicier bits. I didn't I didn't keep some of the some of the more boring stuff. Yum, yum, yum. Um, like do you guys care that Bradley Cooper might be in Joker too? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause then we can have the scene where um he's 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 he rolls down the window and he's like, man, I just want to look at you again. I don't know why he turned into that voice. <laughs> what? He's he's like, he's he's a twenty skater, man, Harley, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Brad. I mean, I, I'm I am cautiously happy about Joker two the musical. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Superman, uh, we knew. Uh, so we knew of a couple of things going on with Superman. Specifically, we we know we knew for a fact that Ta-Nehisi Coates and J.J. Abrams were developing a a uh, African American Clark Kent uh, Superman story set in the forties, mm-hmm. and Michael B. Jordan was working on a Superman potentially series centered around Belzad. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ta-Nehisi Coates script has apparently been turned in. It was turned in on December, and major rewrites were ordered to make it a white Clark Kent sent in the modern day and be a reboot set within the DCEU, whatever that is afterwards. Cl- clarifying so, clarifying that we're still in rumors. Not that we're still in, we are still in rumors. These are rumors. I So here's the script. 
change everything about it and we're good yeah cool okay yeah cool great guy good, good job guys good job Warner brothers do you remember this... the reason we brought ta-nehisi coats in get rid of it to be fair like this does line up with a with with not a rumor with 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 a with um the the guy the new guy coming from discovery to Warner brothers say that he wants to bring back Cavill, he wants there to be he wants the a Superman movie set in the ECU EU to be the priority. Sure. And so if he had the Superman script turned in, I guess he would be like, yeah, keep the bones, but take out everything else. I mean, this does this does sound fundamentally like the a effect of the changing of hands. Yes. You know, this is Discovery taking over and someone from Discovery coming in and saying, mm, I don't like this idea. Black Clark Kent? I don't think so. Um, put Henry Cavill back in. That's what I want. And again, uh, like, we whatever. got we, we got Michael Keaton. So like we are having we we're gonna have multiple Batman. So like I just don't understand why we can't just have why can't we have a Valzad story alongside the Henry Cavill story? Like again, like people are well, smart. We they still know don't know insane. that we still don't know that we're not getting the Valzad story. Yeah, or even I'm sorry, even even the 40s Black Clark Kent. Like this is the worst exists. Just... Yeah, I, I, I also I agree with you guys. Like, I, I think that if you're if you, I want to see Henry Cavill come back because this we Superman, can get, and he wants can, he wants it. But like, yeah, we can get Joker, too, in the Batman. But well, it's just it's just a shame because I'm sure Coates wrote a solid script that was worth more than just uh, screw that, modernize that, make him white. Never mind the other stuff. Yeah, I agree. It just feels like a wasted opportunity if you were gonna if you were gonna do the work, do the work. Yeah. Um. Look, you know, hope for hope for good, and you know, at least he got paid. True. Um, and his name will be in the credits, so he'll get paid for that too. So. Harley Quinn. Uh, We do know about the Lady Gaga Harley Quinn, but Marco Robbie is apparently developing a movie with James Gunn. Um. To bring back Harley Quinn and this and introduce Poison Ivy and it's described as a, a Poison Ivy a Harley Quinn road trip film similar to Thelma and Louise. Ooh, the Eat Bang Kill tour from the comics. I was gonna say this 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 one I want to believe because I want Margot Robbie and James Gunn to team up and and bring more bring more Harley Quinn content. This feels a little bit like wishful thinking, like basically supplanting the uh, Harley Quinn show into what people want so i'm like i don't know how much i believe 100 this is true and we do know we do know from james gunn's own statements that at least the whole next year he'll be focusing only on television yeah yeah there's got- another there's another suicide squad um there's another suicide squad show that he's developing for hbo max oh yeah. right yeah and then also would- like peacemaker too and stuff yeah. it would not surprise me if he wants to do something with harley i've, I've long said that i kind of wish that she was the other show he was doing mm-hmm. i think he's got a good angle on where to take her next um really i just want more margot robbie harley Mm -hmm. uh it wouldn't surprise me if james gunn's at least helping somehow to develop it whether that's story development or him writing a script or something maybe he won't direct it um but yeah i just want something this sounds this sounds a little bit like wishful thinking to me but i i do want something soon yeah Yeah. and then finally we'll just end off with uh um nightwing I believe we knew a Nightwing movie was in development. Yeah, Chris McKay's um, been attached for a long time. Yeah, well, Chris McKay is 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 reiterating that he's attached. It is going is going ahead. Um, it is moving forward. Uh, the Court of Owls are going to be the main villain. Yeah, and Michael Keaton is returning as Batman Bruce Wayne. Okay, 
Um, I know people are mixed on 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 Dick's first movie being a Court of Owls movie. I get it. I there there is a, a section of fans who don't like how tied he is to Gotham instead of sure. him being his own man with with Bloodhaven. And I and I 100% get that. Uh, I think the story that Scott Snyder told with with Kyle Higgins, I think it's awesome. I love that Night Ring one, Night Wing run. I think it's really cool. Court of Owls, I think is one of the coolest Batman villain groups ever made. Like I think they are exceptional. When when they're when that that Scott Snyder run is so impeccable. I cannot I got a tattoo of it. I love it. Um I I I I like most of Warner Brothers output recently with like their 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 superhero stuff. So like I I I'm I Nightwing is my guy at DC. Like he's he is one of my favorite like uh, superheroes that's not uh, a swamp monster. So um <laughs> I think Nightwing is the best like one of the most well-rounded, most evolved characters in in comic book history. Like no other character has had an evolution of Robin to to Nightwing to Batman to 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 Grayson the spy ba- uh, back to Nightwing. Like I I love his arc as a character, um, and like I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm excited for it. It makes me happy yeah. that's happening. Yeah, I'm excited too. I love, I love Nightwing. Um, the, uh, the other thing that came out, also this week, but not related to these rumors, is that the Batgirl uh, first screenings of Batgirl had started, um, uh, just like test screenings for it. And uh, one of the kind of the, the big thing that I, I noticed. Um, was that it confirms that Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman in this universe now? Ooh, oh, my girl's coming back! Oh my god, it's all everything. I mean, I it would make sense back. if you if you got Michael Keaton, then you gotta assume you got Michelle Pfeiffer too, right? So that means this Nightwing movie is Chris O'Donnell, right? <laughs> oh. You know what? You know what this makes me think, y'all. Why? Why would it be Chris O'Donnell? Because it's my oh, it's not Michael Keaton's Robin. I'm saying you know what? Also, they gave they gave Michael Keaton a pretty good a pretty good ending in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Let that man rest. Yeah, they're married, aren't they? They're married. Yeah, they're married, and they're they're. So hey I guys, wonder if they you, obey that rule. Hey y'all, hey y'all. Who who? Uh, we all know that Batman has a kid in another universe. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not a, there's a chance that maybe we get a, a, a Helena. Is that her name? What's her name? Helena Bertinelli. What is it? Uh, well, Helena Wayne. Helena Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is 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 that is that Huntress that you're referring to? But Helena Helena Bertinelli is the other is the same character, but the same. But different. Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yeah, yeah. Um, Winston. if it if it is if it is, I don't. Uh, ooh, it depends on what universe it's going to be in. That's going to be. Oh, that's weird. Oh yeah, Nightwing is going to be. What universe is Keaton? What? Hmm. We need, we need to watch a Flash movie. <laughs> we broke. Did we break your brain? <laughs> I'm just trying to think, because like they could, there could be another Huntress. It wouldn't be a Mary Elizabeth Winston unless it's in this. U- no, I can't. I'm no, that brain. could be. They could. They could be another Huntress. They, I mean, okay. like honestly, or perhaps Mary Elizabeth Winston is actually their child. That'd be. I honestly, I wouldn't. No, we've seen. We've seen. No, because that would we've ruin like the Birds of Prey backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying they could have multiverse, a multiverse of Huntresses. I wouldn't hate it. I just think if they're married, they got kids, baby. They're banging. They be banging. They're just gonna have Damien. They're just Listen, I'm not right. gonna say no to that either. <laughs> no, I know. Um, but then Damien wouldn't be half brown. You're right. <laughs> oh no, super white. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> mega white. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited for this. Now, now, thanks to James Gunn, we have the entire Gotham City Sirens. So Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, whoever's poison ivy, Margot Robbie, get the team up. Yes, it'll be the youngsters and then old Catwoman. I still think, by the way. I still think just to mess with people, they should have made the Catwoman and Hathaway. I would not, that would be spicy. I, everyone, I would, everyone is from a different universe. <laughs> yeah, I like her Catwoman too. Yeah, 
you know that the Chris O'Donnell joke doesn't work on multiple layers because uh, if 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 those all four Batman movies are connected, which I don't think they actually are anymore, I don't think Warner Brothers does consider them yeah. connected. Um, but if they if they are, then isn't it Alicia Silverstone, Batgirl, and she's and she's Alfred's granddaughter? Yeah, I don't, think those things, I don't think these things are connected. No. Um, the original mm-hmm. Robin was going to be Damon Wayne's in the, in yeah. the Tim Burton movies. So there's that there's back. that comic. There's that comic eighty nine. Oh yeah, I oh I've read that comic and I already forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so those are some. I think those are some cool rumors. Some of those I actually really want to happen. So Nightwing sounds like it's like for realsy happening and like yeah. just the fact that like Cordovals like I think Cordovals was like on that Pennyworth show or something. They were on some show yeah. or maybe Gotham. I don't remember. I didn't watch either of them. But like big. big they were budget. on Gotham. They were Gotham. on Gotham. Uh, big, big budget Court of Owls. Uh, whether Batman's there or not, like that's fine. Like the fact that like uh, that being a presence in a big Batman movie just makes me really happy. Yeah. Quick comic book news, guys. Spider Man is getting a new ongoing series, just titled Spider Man. Sparks, we gotta go. Dance Lot is returning to write the character with art by Mark Bagley. It is going to be a new ongoing series going on at the same time. The first arc will be called. And oh, by Sparks, uh, end of the Spider Verse. Yeah, and we'll see Morlan return. So Morlan is a incredible. He is one of my favorite villains um, from Spider Man. He was created by J. Michael Straczynski in the in the two thousands run. Um, um, I love half of Dan Slott's run. Half of Dan, the first half of Dan Slott's Spider Man run is incredible. Um, when he starts with big time after one more day happened and ruined Spider-Man, he came in, he did one more day, he did spider Island ends of the earth and spider verse superior Spider-Man. All of those are great stories. And after spider verse, the biggest Spider-Man story you could possibly do. He kept going for five more years and that's where you lose everybody. And that's where it just became nonsense. It became bad. Uh, he was just, he was just spinning his wheels for years. Um, then he went to fantastic four and that's where he really lost me uh, because <laughs> Anthony is a good writer. I think he is a good writer. He he did a great Silver Surfer run. He does great. Uh, he did a great The Thing miniseries. He did a great She Hulk run. And I Iron Man. Forgot his Iron Man run too. No, I forgot it on purpose. Um, I oh, <laughs> uh, I every time he's like, oh, he's doing Fantastic Four. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Ooh, Iron Man, give it a shot. No, bad. Um, so his modern stuff, not for me. Luckily, he's not taking over the Amazing Spider Man. This is just a side, another story. So I can just ignore it. I don't have to worry about his, Zeb Wells, who's doing the God's work with John Romita Jr. right now. Um, uh, uh, some people are happy. Most people aren't. But like, at least he's not taking over. That's all I can say. That's true. That's yeah. He, this, this uh, Edge of Spider-Verse, the uh, new miniseries um, that's introducing a bunch of new spiders, that leads mm-hmm. directly into this. And he, I mean, he is... He is the guy who made the Spider-Verse happen. So like, it, it makes sense for him to continue it. Like, I'm not mad at that fact. I'm just... Uh, I haven't been happy with his output in the last five years. So, how, yeah. how about how about you, Sparks? I really you look so beleaguered. Man. I really hate that man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just you know I don't I don't need to read it. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. I don't. It, it's like Ryan. Ryan sums it up very well. Like I'm glad he's not. It would really really tick me off if he was taking over uh, what Zeb Wells is and John Romita Jr. are doing. Like if he just because they just got on it recently so like if he just came and took it away from them i'd be much more upset what um, what worries me is because uh uh it first started with spider-man beyond uh and that was a that was uh coming out three times a month like that was like a try try monthly or whatever it's called um and then and now it's just regular the amazing spider-man monthly thing um or bi-monthly i'm wondering if they're not 
completely happy with the sales, so they want another Spider-Man book. And Dan Slott, whether we like him or not, he sells comic books. He to the mass audience, he he most people general audiences like like his Spider-Man stuff. So um, I, I hope it's not a situation where like where they're not happy with the current output because uh, I think it's I think it's great. I don't think they're unhappy with the Amazing Spider-Man. I think that they're um, less pleased with other Spider character comics performances yeah. of late. Um, yeah, I think I think unfortunately, as it should not have, but I think Spider Woman has taken a dip. Um, some of the other recent, even Miles's, uh, I don't think is selling as high as it as it was. Yeah. Um, so I think it has far more to do with that than it has to do with how the main title is doing. I think the yeah, main title is always kind of doing okay. Um, just like, but it, but probably especially right now. It's just like, it's another Peter Parker book. And I'm like, again, like that's Spider-Man is like Batman. He has a lot of characters, a lot of books, but like there are other characters who, who could get that too, you know? Yeah. For sure. All right. It's end of Spider-Verse though. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's the, you know, fine. We'll finally be done with uh Dan Slott getting to use that trick. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, quickly and finally, uh, Ultraman has been going strong at Marvel for about four, three volumes now. A fourth mm -hmm. volume is coming. Mark Bagley, I'm oh, sorry, damn it, Kyle Higgins and Matt Groom uh, are doing a crossover comic next. The fourth volume of Ultraman will be Ultraman, the Marvel Universe. Love it, love it. Uh, I excuse me, I dropped off of Ultraman uh, just because I could start reading on Marvel Unlimited. But that first volume, a lot of fun. Um, mm uh it's a very uh uh it brings you right in it introduces you to everything it's very straightforward hey here's ultraman here's what's cool about him uh and it's and it's pretty well written so like uh this will give me a reason to catch up uh again i'm just gonna read on marvel unlimited sorry Kyle Higgins. um but like it'll make me it'll make me invested in it more um all the crossover stuff that marvel's been doing has been with, with all the different properties they own is like they're usually really fun uh, like we read a really silly one today that's not tied to anything but it's like why does this exist? Oh, because it could just can and it's fun, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so like I, I'm, I'm stoked for this, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's described as the uh, Marvel universe within the Ultraman universe. Love it. So That's it's not even it's not even a crossover with the main uh, Marvel universe. Yeah, love it. I like that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I am curious about this. I'm so interested that like, how many more years until we get a Star Wars Marvel crossover? I think. <sighs> Honestly, I don't, I don't even know how they would do it. I mean, I don't either. But like, it, there's no. Surely it, someone's it, thinking of it, right? Yeah, I just, I honestly don't even know if I want it either. Yeah. I, I just, there's no reason I need Luke Skywalker and Iron Man to hang out like that. Those are two universes. Do not need to cross for me ever. Honestly. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, I mean, just don't even want them to. To to be honest, like. I don't know if there it's necessarily there's too much of a sanctity to it, but maybe that's it. I don't really want Star Wars to cross over with anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. To be honest with you, like I really don't. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, I'm with you there. I don't. I, I'm fine with Star Wars just being Star Wars. I just keep it there. I don't want it to bleed over. If Marvel is truly getting Transformers, though, I really hope that they cross over with the Marvel universe. Oh well, we just read a book <laughs> that would be perfect. Absolutely. I'm yeah. more I'm more comfortable with Star Wars crossing over with something when it's like already adapted into a medium of something else. Like if you had Lego characters, like when when the Lego Star Wars characters show up in the Lego movie, like that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Or or uh, if a Fortnite comic involved Star Wars and Marvel characters at the same time, I'd be like, yeah, fine. 
But that's but, bringing everything to mm -hmm. its own thing instead of one right. crossing over to the other. Yes, exactly. That's the context where I'm cool with a Star Wars crossover, but like the idea of just Star Wars and Marvel crossing over, I'm like, rather you didn't. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. That's all the conflict news. Some casting news then. Ooh. Madam Web, speaking of Sony, Spum. Sony's so Sony's universe of Spider-Man characters? Some I, I don't care. Spunk. Um, Madam Web. Emma Roberts has joined the cast. Uh, she joins Sydney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson. What the f this is such a good cast. Why are they doing this to me? What is the script telling them? Well, that's the thing. That's Let, the thing. Let's not pretend Emma Roberts always picks winners here. That's fair. <laughs> no, but no, no, that's true. But like like Sydney Sweeney is like a big up and coming, like like no, get, high profile person. And then uh uh Dakota Johnson is someone who I think is, is a little more selective on her roles. Um, unless this is just her way of trying to make a quick buck, which, you know, everyone's I mean, allowed to do that. It was Michelle Williams' reasons for signing on to, to Venom. Yeah, I was going to say, I was about yeah. to reference Michelle Williams in, in Venom, and I'm like... Absolutely. No, absolutely. She, no, it's, she it's was true. clear. She was clear. I did it for a paycheck. Hell yeah, get that. And the second one, even more, baby, get that money. Um, yeah, seriously. I, I just, I, this is one of those characters, unlike, you know, like a Craven or a Morbius, where, like, I feel like they can, they can be way more lenient with what they're trying to do, and, like, it wouldn't make fans mad. So, like... I'm so, I, I just want to know what it is more than anything. Cause like so many rumors are happening. Like, Oh, somebody's playing black cat. Somebody's doing this. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't trust any of that right now. I, um, I just, I just kind of look at like, at least do something interesting. Let's yeah. go back to what we talked about with Craven. Like don't do the boring thing. Just do something interesting. Like, and you'll, you'll have me if you actually, if I actually felt like you cared. And the thing about Madam Webb is she is a, a cosmic-esque character uh whether it's the old madam web who sees you know the the the, the timeline through spider webs or whatever or the more modern the one time like a web, time fighter. if you will say that again the time web if you will the time web exactly the the the, we uh, the weavers um uh this could be potentially the most interesting one because it is the most grand in in, in scale if they want it to be yeah. um and the fact that it is all leading ladies that i really like just makes me want to makes me more invested than otherwise so like i guess i'll wait for the leaked script to, the leaked plot to piss me off seriously <laughs> fallout kyle mclaughlin has joined the cast of fallout yeah agent cooper from twin peaks or cool. or uh mr hyde from uh <laughs> agents for, yeah, of shield. For, for, for the normies mr hyde from agents of shield i guess yeah. um, <laughs> the captain the captain yeah, from having your mother oh yeah, the captain. Okay. yeah. Uh, now Ben's here. Ben, oh! Yeah, I know that. Yeah, ben hasn't said a word in 30 minutes and he's just, oh, the captain! I love it. Um, Our I, case I, casual I, Ben Magnet chimes in. I forgot uh, that Fallout Show was happening. Uh, it's the Westworld guys. Uh, I love Kyle McLaughlin with all my heart, whether he's a lead or just like a side bad guy or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm, that show's happening. I'm really excited. Yeah. This is should have been in the rumor section, but I put it here in the casting section. But Nev Campbell, it is rumored to have come to a deal to uh, return for Scream 6 as Sydney, uh, with the promise of a larger role in... <laughs> Sorry. Mag's no. right. Mag's I'm, right. I'm, Mag's if right. If we're going to bring it up, I was going to bring it up because holy crap. The villain yeah. in the Flintstones movie. Halle that Berry in that movie. Oh, flashback. yeah. I just flash back to the... To the John Goodman Flintstones movie. Oh my god. Rick Moranis was he was Barney, right? Yep. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Rose you Oh my god. Rosie McDonald's Betty. The second one. 
No, the second one's Viva not Rock at all. Vegas. Um, I will uh, say, I will say, I will say, um, uh, Halle Berry uh, was very important to me in that movie when I was uh, as grow, growing up. Oh no, yeah, she she's said it on Twitter. She gets it. Like, yeah, I, I saw. I know what I look like. I get it. She, <laughs> if you guys don't follow Halle Berry on Twitter, she's hilarious. She's really mm-hmm. good. She's a great Twitter person. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Flintstones movie, great. I my professor, my professor for a screenplay adaptation in college was the writer of that movie. That's awesome. I might yeah. rewatch that this week. I haven't watched the Flintstones in like 15 years, I think. I think I, I think I feel Flintstones approaching. I think I might too, honestly. All right. Yeah, the, theme, the theme song is playing in my head, so. Anyway, Nev Campbell could be coming back from Scream 6 and uh, a large role in Scream 7. As long as it makes sense. As long as it's well-written, you know. Uh, I think, uh, and Sparks, you agree, she, the way they left her off in 6, or 5, sorry, it's 5 Cream. Uh perfectly good ending she doesn't need to show up again yeah it's it's much what we talked about like when when it was said that she wouldn't be returning that like to me that honestly made sense i thought mm-hmm. that was maybe a good call like if if the reason was because she wasn't being paid enough and she's being paid enough now like that's great i still kind of this this honestly goes back to five that like i stood by that i didn't even want the legacy characters in five to begin with mm-hmm. we don't have west craven anymore so i felt like they should be left alone mm-hmm. they managed to pull off five pretty well but i still feel like we know one rule is true. Nev Campbell will not let you kill Sydney now that Wes Craven has passed away. She won't mm-hmm. let it happen. So as long as that's a rule, I'm like, do we do we need to? Not that I always need there to be stakes of her death, but I'm like, I don't. I also don't think that character should be put through more. Yeah, yeah. like but she's happy. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, you know, I I hope there's a good story. I I hope they do it a good job. Um, but you can't kill her. So like, uh, we reported last week sparks that uh kittredge from the mission impossible movies is showing up in this movie so he's probably going to be like a police captain or like mm-hmm. a dad or something i can't wait yes I, I remember you guys uh I, I did listen to the news part of last week's episode everything but the topic and uh the book club yes uh i think that's i, th- I think it's I'm, I'm optimistic i'm hopeful for scream i love the new setting um scream in the city again like the big thing being i i want a killer that doesn't give a shit about sydney and we kind of got that in five, mm-hmm. but like I want that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that the stab movies went the way of the saw movies in the in, uh, uh, in five frame. Untitled MonsterVerse TV series. This is the Godzilla one on Apple TV Plus, uh, set after Godzilla twenty fourteen. It's got a full cast because it's going to start filming soon. Uh, the Flintstones movie is on Hulu, by the way. Bless you. Oh, there we go. I just wanted um, to look it up. We are, uh, we are condoning everyone. Everyone watching this, is like, oh, I should watch the Flintstones. Um, all right. So it announced its full cast. It's got, um, uh, it's filming soon. So um, Anna, so Anna, so why? Kiersey Clemens, Ren Watabe, Joe Tippett, and Eliza Lazowski. Have been cast in the film uh, show, and this is uh, this being uh, uh, directed by Matt Shackman, who did WandaVision, it is. and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So uh, I know it's going to look, it's going to be well directed at least. Uh, cool, cool. Like it, it, again, it's not a lot of information, but like confirmation, MonsterVerse is continuing, not just in movies and in television. So like, thank God. What uh, do you think this guy's will be about? I think it's Monarch. Uh, Monarch, yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like it feels like it has to be, but I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I seem to remember a code name for this being Operation Monarch. So, do you think this one will be about Mothra? Oh. can't be another apple show about kong and it can't be a show about uh godzilla so Get the twins. Well, toho, toho toho did license godzilla for the show yeah yeah so he is in it no well right but he's got his own other apple show no this is that oh this is the same yeah got it okay i thought this was a new show oh no oh no no it's the same one just more confirmation about it yeah got it okay yeah. I assume it'll be obviously it's going to be smaller scale than a movie, but like you're going to see all the big boys, I'm sure. Apple TV Plus has been putting out some really quality content. A lot of it I haven't seen but heard. Um, the money's there. They're putting money there. The money's there. I'm I'm excited for the show at any rate. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's filming so soon, which means it's out next year. Max in is also Batra. Batra. Yo. As in, like, Batra exists? or If they want to introduce Batra into the MonsterVerse? I'm okay with that. I assume there's going to be... there's I, There has to be, like, a monster that they have to fight that Godzilla isn't there for or something. I'm, or, I can't imagine it's going to be... Not but not a draw, like a boring show, but I but I can't imagine it's gonna be like a like a West Wing. I, I it's gotta be kinda like I feel like it's gonna be like an action show in some capacity, this right? Is, like, this is why I feel like Mothra makes some amount of sense. Um of course this being that that show, this means this is pre King of the Monsters. Yeah. Oh, it's a prequel. I feel like so I feel like mm -hmm. there can be some amount of them studying this is why I don't think they'll introduce Batra. Um yeah. there can be some amount of them studying Mothra's Cocoon. influence culture all that stuff mm. you can yeah. retroactively uh I, I feel like mothra is a clear you can get some implication of why mothra and monarch are so tied to each other that's a good point uh yeah i i'm very i'm very interested oh man that was a good easter egg sorry um this is this they talked about like how this is set in the aftermath of what happened in the 2014 godzilla movie um the so it's it's the the, the battle of the titans in san francisco um, it's dealing with the aftermath of that it's maybe bridge. I think we heard it's bridging between King of the Monsters and, and the first film. Mm -hmm. um, and Godzilla is in it. But how much can you put that that giant CGI monstrosity on a TV budget? Like we don't know yet. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah, they should bring back um, Shang-Chi. Uh, yes, she should. For it. So she can play the twins. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. I'm so bummed they didn't do that. I'm so bummed they didn't come back. I like I like that idea a whole lot from King of the Monsters. This is it. This is gonna happen here. I, be, I believe it. I mean, yeah. I, there was there was no room for them in in Kong, but like there's replace room for one here. of the characters. I don't need Millie Bobby. There was a whole honestly. side story I didn't need. <laughs> there's, the human characters didn't matter, so it's good that they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's that 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 is a fair point. I mean, you know what? I mean, honestly, because we know there's so much, there's so much uh, um, monarch stuff that got cut from Godzilla vs Kong. They might have been in the movie and were just cut. Could have. All right, we'll see. Guys, want to talk to us some really funny Avatar: The Way of the Water news? Yeah. I'm so. Oh, Ben, I'm so excited for this. Okay, Ben, did you know that Sigourney Weaver was in Avatar: The Way of the Water? She is, she is returning from her. Uh, she's returning to 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 the cast of Avatar after dying well, in the first. You so Ben, you know, tell tell the audience what what happens to that character in the first Avatar movie. Yeah, she dies. Okay, yeah, just making sure we're all okay. Cool. Yeah, the transfer between her and the tree and her Avatar body didn't work. She died beforehand. Yeah, 
I need to be honest. I assumed she was going to be in this sequel. I just didn't think it would be this way. So Sigourney Weaver is going to play Jake and Natiri's adoptive teenage daughter named Kiri. She's the little girl we've been seeing in the trailer. She's been reborn. Reincarnation happens in the Avatar world. Sigourney Weaver's 13 years old. I, I tweeted this. I was like, Dave Cameron, you wild. You wild, Cameron. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the unhinged. Give me a billion dollars to do whatever I want, Cameron. I love to see. Absolutely. He was like, he was like, I I had a sixty year old acting with two thirty year olds. Yeah. Uh, as a child. Uh, fun, f- fun for Sigourney Weaver. First of all, that must be hilarious. To to, to... hi, Dad. Uh, love it, love it. Are they using? Are they get? Uh, the the pictures of her have been released. So if you if you don't remember the trailer very well, she's in the water with the whale. Um, uh-huh. but. Uh, there, there is a picture released of the of that character, and like I can see it's Sigourney Weaver's face yeah. in that. Yeah, when the <laughs> when the trailer happened and you see her diving in the water, I thought she looks kind of like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I thought now that, and why. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> this is this is insane, and I love it. I, I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> Me oh, too. I I thought this was very funny, and I'm I'm so like. You know what? Yeah, do it. He loves Sigourney Weaver. Why wouldn't they work again together? Yeah. I I have to be honest. Like, this is no knock on the film. Like, if her voice sounds too old for the character, <laughs> that will really take funny. me out of the movie. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to do the pitch. They're going to do the voice recorder, James Earl Jones or whatever. Oh, maybe he's the one who created the Reese feature. <laughs> yeah. Like for real, like he's the one. Like, what if yeah. the, what if he did that because he was making Avatar, and they were like, yeah, now now Disney, Disney. has this. Disney, yeah, it is Disney. Man, it's gonna sound like a it's gonna sound like a thirteen year old Sigourney Weaver. Wow, <laughs> technology is crazy. So you didn't hear that, Ben? Nope. That's very funny. No, he's not as online as we are, unfortunately. Anyway, I'm excited. Or, or, or fortunately, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Bring it to me quickly. Some film release dates. Dune was pushed. Dune 2, sorry, was pushed from October 20th, 2023 to November 17th, 2023. Not that bad. Starts filming tomorrow. It does indeed. And speaking of the MonsterVerse not ending, I'm still mad at Netflix Geek for only showing us a footprint for the damn Skull Island show. Um, But the MonsterVerse is continuing. We've been hearing rumors and pretty much confirmations that a new movie was coming. But... Uh, Toho themselves, Legendary themselves, said yes, the the fifth MonsterVerse movie set after Godzilla vs. Kong probably has Godzilla and Kong um, will be released on March 15th, 2024. Ooh, they better start filming soon then. Yep. yep. That's a lot of special effects. But that's exciting. I'm glad that we finally have the, the official like, we're still going. We, we know what's going on TV, now we know what's going on the big film. Big Mecha King Ghidorah. That's the one with Dan Stevens, yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is the one we've been hearing with Dan Stevens. Adam Wingard is the uh, is coming back as the director. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, this is also rumored to be like the son of Godzilla, or the son of Kong, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of rumors about this swirling around a bit to the point that people thought it was just going to be a Kong movie, but now we ha- now we know for a fact that Godzilla is in it. Monsterverse. Yes. Um, so we'll probably have like maybe a dual narrative again of the Hollow Earth and. Because Kong is the protector of the Hollow Earth now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you could just do two movies. I'm good. Okay, guys. 
This was from last week, and I apologize for not putting it on because I wanted to talk about John Williams is retiring again. He already did, um, but he after Indiana Jones five, he says, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to make any more any more film scores." What a lot of people missed in their reports of this was that he also said that Harrison Ford is re- is retiring, which was so interesting to me that that it was so passed by. Uh, John Williams said that uh, he believes that Harrison Ford is retiring after Indiana Jones five, uh, and so he was like, "Why not me too?" So he is also going to do it. Well, they're both old as shit. So John Williams you know. just turned ninety. Yeah. That, so like that is true. The fact that he's still going on is surprising. So like, take a take I'll, a break, bro. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, and Star also Wars like trilogy. people people reporting other people's news. I'm like, I'd rather hear Harrison Ford say it than probably an offhanded comment he made to you. Like, man, I'm tired of acting. You know, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford uh, has a couple of things coming up, but they don't. They do line up after. Uh, to to like end before Indiana Jones five, so I could see him being like, you know what, I'm gonna go out like this. I like I like Indiana Jones five. There's no point in in going again. We'll see how much. Uh, uh, the next time he needs to repair a plane, he'll be in another movie. <laughs> the the next month, plane crash. Harrison Ford to star in next movie. Oh, Call of the Wild it. two. Steven, I need a I need a plane. Um. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Both of those guys, their their legacy is incredible. Um, I yes. love pretty much everything. Take a break. You guys are multi multi millionaires. You're fine. Did you ever see Morning Glory? With a uh... no. no, I don't watch old people movies, Brandon. No, it's um oh Doctor Strange, Christine, Rachel uh, McAdams, Rachel McAdams, and and Patrick Wilson. Morning oh. Glory. I don't remember. It's very funny. Uh, uh, Harrison Ford is in it. He's incredible. Um, super funny in that movie. Uh, which one of us watches Ruby? Ben. Ben. Okay, Ben. This is for you, buddy. Ruby is getting a movie. Oh. Warner Brothers Animation is, is developing a movie with Rooster Teeth to do a Ruby Justice League crossover feature-length film. Oh, they're doing the Justice League crossover. Okay. Set within the the crossover comic book series universe, okay. uh, but set after. Oh. Okay, I haven't finished reading the book yet, but because honestly, it's kind of. Eh. Um, the animation is going to be handled by the team who handles the animation for the show. Okay. Um, they'll just so have a bigger budget to work so with. It's going to look totally fine. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be released next year. That's the last uh, animated film that we know from coming from Warner Brothers Animation. Okay, I mean, it makes sense. Warner Brothers does own Rooster Teeth now, so they would want to put that up. So, okay. I mean, I'm. To be perfectly honest, I'm probably not gonna watch. I fell off that book pretty hard. I still have a few issues to go, but they're on the bottom of my stack now. Uh, you know what that means. So I'm, I'm, I mean, okay. I was hoping that if they were gonna do anything, they would do more original Ruby stuff, but guess not, or at least not yet. Maybe I gotta make money. Yeah, um, but you know, still kind of cool that like they're doing well enough to get a movie. They are. They're, that is cool. I'm, I'm not denying that it's cool. It's just it's not really the thing I was hoping that they would do first. Of course. Thor: Love and Thunder. Christian Bale was on an internet, uh, an internet thing, an interview thing, and he was talking about how apparently Jeff Goldblum um, and uh, Peter Dinklage were cut from the film. Uh, they were in the movie and then cut. And we know from a different report that Lena Headey was also in the film, uh, but she was cut. And we know this because she's being sued by her former uh, uh, managers uh, for the for for being cut from a bunch of films and so being and not being able to pay them. Uh, that's a lot of it's a lot of high profile actors not to be in a movie. They're probably 
at least at least uh, 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 the first two were probably small cameos that were easy to cut for yeah. time or whatever. Uh, I'm curious about Lena Headey because she got paid a lot of money. Maybe that's because she's a high profile person. But like, I think I'm perhaps they they I'm, I think perhaps maybe they cut out an entire god. Possibly yeah, I was yeah. say she was probably playing another god. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would have loved to have seen that honestly. Yeah, if that is true. I mean, I I love Jeff Goldblum and Thor Ragnarok, so I was kind of hoping he'd find a way in this movie too. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? If you don't have the time for it, then no. The no original point. cut of Thor: Love and Thunder was four hours long, and he cut that to two, and he called it batshit. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if there weren't some some like probably really fun things. Maybe we'll get to see as the lead scenes or something. Um, maybe some fun things that. Maybe he cut too much. Who knows? But uh, I'm I'm probably not. Probably yeah. he made a good choice. It's crazy that the that the four hour batshit cut. Like I would love to see that, but it's crazy that he was able to cut that to four, uh, to two. Sorry, like he cut that. That's, that's half a movie at that mm-hmm. point. Nuts. I mean that's that that's why it like makes sense, right? That you know in those two hours, Lena Headey would have been a character. Yeah. And you just An entire once once you make that. a decision, like you just start stripping things out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And Natalie Portman also said like entire planets were cut out of the movie. Like so That's much was cut. So I, I like, I'm sure it was probably the right decision. It is a bummer to hear. Like there might've been some stuff that I, I hope I was talking to Ryan about this. I just hope that Gore feels similar on the scale of, of the threat that he is in the comics. Yeah. Um, I said like the chief thing is that I don't want the impression that Gore just started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like I feel like there was stuff clearly in the script that would have been like these other things we would have gotten to see like these other kernels and corners of the MCU I would love to see um, so losing that is kind of sad I do want that explored more but ultimately I want a good film so yeah same um, and I have more faith uh, in this and these kind of cuts uh, than I did with Alan Taylor because when Alan Taylor cut so much from Thor the Dark World he cut out Malekith's entire arc Right, yeah, those those were things to like refocus uh, for building the future. Yeah, and these cuts sound like the story needed to be tight, tight. Yeah. And if that's how they felt, then I I, I trust Taika Waititi's and hit whoever he has as editor. I'm sure that they made the right calls um, mm-hmm. because I have faith in that. If it if it were someone else, I might be more like, hmm, sounds like we made a lot of choices. Maybe we shouldn't have. I yeah. just hope some of these concepts find a different way to surface. I'm sure there were cool ideas here that fleshed out again, like more sides of the MCU we've never seen. I hope they find another way to integrate somewhere. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, Marvel needs to put, needs to go hard on deleted scenes again. Cause like there's so much of their movies that get cut. So many subplots and ideas and concepts that are getting cut that people are going to want to see, you know, how many times have people wanted to see that, that Hulk bursting out of the Hulkbuster scene that they filmed and almost rendered in Avengers Endgame. That was never released until the infinite exclusive deluxe thing. Sure, that's that's definitely a good point. And like, I do want to see that stuff. But I also do want to see like, if they have ideas for how they want to explore some of these other planets and gods and stuff. I do want to see that. I want to see that canon. I want to see that somewhere. Yeah. Um, even if it's not necessarily here because it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. All right. The CW. We've heard it was being sold for a while now. Someone put in the highest offer available, and they got it. See, Next Star will be acquiring the CW. Uh, will be acquiring seventy five percent of the CW. It's controlling interest um, for zero dollars. Mm-hmm. No money. However, they will be 
um, uh, acquiring a significant portion of the CW's current losses, which could exceed a hundred million dollars. Right. Which, which is a lot, but when you realize like every Marvel movie costs two hundred million dollars, like mm-hmm. it doesn't actually seem like that significant um, in the in the long run. And this, if this was the best offer to CW can get, that's crazy. That's really sad. It's really I wonder. Sad. I wonder if it's not necessarily the best offer, but the people, but coming in being like, we'll take also, we'll also take your loss was yeah, probably more, the, uh, yeah. that's more important than getting factor. money. Yeah, yeah. So does this mean that in time, the CW will completely sever from WB? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, at this point, they will have a 75% controlling. It's the WB and the and CBS run the CW, I believe. No, uh-huh. CBS sold it. Yeah. So they don't even control it anymore. So yeah. I mean, C- we, we see this current state that it's in, um, whether it's superhero shows or not. So, like, uh, if this was the best thing to to go forward, you know, um, that's it's cool. Like, I, I would it love does, to, to lo- enjoy the CW shows again, you know. It does it does feel like now more than ever, the CW is just dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm shocked at this point that they don't want to move Superman and Lois just to an HBO Max exclusive, um, given the recent information. Um, yeah. Oh, Which, that it's it's. I hate that. Yeah, uh, we should. It's it's news that came out this week. Uh, Superman. Yeah, go ahead. The Flash is now the only Arrowverse show left. That happened over this last week because yeah. Superman and Lois is officially not part of the Arrowverse. Which also doesn't make sense for the last time Diggle showed up on that show. Oh, don't yeah. even like. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't make sense with anything. <laughs> so oh, Superman and Lois not being set in that universe, it. Like that's what we wanted. We wanted that show. What did the, Didn't, what the, didn't hell? the universes merge anyway? Like Supergirl's no, but this is merge? a different. This then is Supergirl's. I'll, go ahead. I've I've watched the Arrowverse shows, and I'll tell you what happened here, which is that yes, uh, Christ on Infinite Earth implied Superman now had two sons. Things had changed. The Earths had merged, and so everyone assumed that when we started Superman and Lois, this was us seeing that happening. Turns out, no. Uh, these are just all of the same, all of the same actors, even down to Lois's father and sister from the Arrowverse, but it's a different world, um, which sucks because in season one, Diggle has a whole arc I've talked about uh, where he went on from each show and he was going through the arc of weighing his consideration for being Green Lantern and Superman and Lois was part of that arc, but apparently it isn't. It was um, an alternate universe Diggle. <laughs> Who happened so not to be doing the same thing? <laughs> who happened to be doing the same thing? Oh boy! <laughs> so, so there's that. Uh, I told Ryan this, and I do want to say say it because what this really bums me out about is that this is a disservice to Supergirl in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Supergirl's finale did not involve Superman because they didn't know what they were doing with Superman and Lois. Otherwise, Tyler Hoechlin would have appeared in it. Um, so it's just a bummer because he doesn't get. They don't get that like moment, the send off of those characters together because they didn't know what they were doing at the time. I don't really have a problem with Superman and Lois not being part of the Arrowverse. What I have a problem with is that it took till the end of season two for them to say it. They should have yeah. just said it from the beginning. Yeah. It took them that long to figure it out. Yeah, it's they didn't fine. Know. It's fine if they start the show and say, this is not the same. And if we yeah. just started at that point and said that, I'd be like, great. Good to know. Cool. I mean, that shows did. great. That shows great. It's just really a bummer that like they did that. Also, there was also news that they talked about like Diggle by the end of uh, the Flash season nine is 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 being seen as the end, but it has not been officially canceled. Um, and Diggle is going to resolve the Green Lantern plot line. 
at the end of that season. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. By not becoming yeah. a Green Lantern. It's pretty much, I feel like it's pretty much a shoe in now that they've made this decision that like the Flash ends with the next season and that's that's the end of the Arrowverse. It's done. Yeah, that, um, that it Justice just... U, ju- what is that, Justice <laughs> U? Justice U. Not happening. No. Man, it's, it's, it is such a bummer that it's going to end, the Arrowverse is going to end with a whimper. Yep. Just a yep. fart. Just just a fart. Because the Flash is not in great in great season right now. Apparently, there's so like... there's some amount of the pandemic. We've talked about it. The pandemic really hurt them um, yeah. because they could not follow up on what they wanted to out of crisis uh, because of the pandemic, and that just like derailed all their plans. Um, and then certainly at the time when they were ending crisis, they did not know that they were going to end Supergirl at the time. Melissa Benoist had not. Uh, gotten pregnant until a little later and then decided she was done so like there are all these factors um but it does in hindsight make it feel like probably should have just ended at crisis and that should have been the end would have been like the big final thing and yeah. be done they also I said it's a bummer that they're not going to end with a, a big event like they're not going to bring back everyone and they could still for like the last episode have like scenes or whatever but they're not going to do like a major thing goodbye don't don't get me wrong. Like I I feel like um, I feel like the legend stuff we got after that was worth it, and the Supergirl show finale that we got after that was still worth having. Um, there's there's things I wanted those characters to wrap up on. Black Lightning needed to finish its run. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want any of those things cut short for Crisis. It just is it is a shame that this is where we've gotten to, where it's like it's just going to fizzle out and on frankly the weakest of the shows at this point. Um, because Batwoman and Legends and Supergirl were all stronger shows than The Flash at this point. Yeah. And uh, and we're going out on The Flash. Uh, and Superman and Lois will still be there. And that's a good show, but it's not connected now. Um, the real bummer. So it's a, just a bummer. The real bummer is that, like, The Flash can't last one extra season to make it to The Flash Disappears in 2024. <laughs> that's a bummer. But they've that's- already, But they've already, like undone that in a way no by, i know by how they've handled things yeah i know um i think um i i think that there is a possibility that down the road at least i've thought that like they could bring they could bring together some big big final thing that's not a Special. like it's its own limited series or something where they bring everybody back and they get like a button on legends and a button on batwoman and and a button on everything uh to close out the arrowverse officially An i could animated movie I find that less likely right now because of the CW getting sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just had that comic book series, which apparently did well. Uh, which also violates the canon of Superman and Lois not being connected, by the way. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I heard about that. Um, yeah. So, like, just the, the poor communication, poor planning really, really is a bummer. Superman and Lois is a great show. I suspect the Flash will end in the next season. Superman and Lois will probably get pulled to HBO Max, and the CW will lose all its superhero shows. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because that Gotham one's going to come in. I still got huh? Riverdale. I still got Riverdale. Oh, I'm. I said superhero. Yeah, Riverdale. Stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> they still have the Gotham show coming, but come on, that's dead on arrival. That, that is true. You're not excited about Joker's daughter? What? I'm not excited about Discount Damian Wayne. Yeah. I'm going to read you a statement from Warner Brothers Discovery, and you're going to tell me who it's for. Who it's for? One of the world's most accomplished storytellers, and we are proud to be the studio to bring her vision, characters, and stories to life, and for decades to come. I know who it's about. I don't want to play this game. It's J.K. Rowling. Oh, I was going to say I was going to guess J.K. Rowling. 
Yeah, Warner Discovery put out Warner Brothers Discovery put out this statement in regards to their relationship with J.K. Rowling. Mm. Well, you know what? Um, they can do as much as they want. Look at the box office for the Fantastic Beast movies. That's all you need to know. That's all you need yeah. to know. How it we sounds feel like it. it sounds like it sounds like they are uh, uh, backing a sinking ship. Yeah, uh, and it's also unfortunate because uh, there is not unfortunate. Uh, there is still that that Hogwarts Legacy RPG coming out next year, uh, and by all accounts, uh, the the uh, besides the main person, the, the the super lead being a shitty person, everyone else on that team are people just trying to do a job. They've been working on this game for five years, and that game is dead on arrival too. No matter how good it will be, because because of, of how what it's tied to. Um, yeah. It's just it's so interesting that they're just doubling down because they need the need to make money. But like, read the room. Read the it's, room. The thing that the thing that upset that upset me more than anything is the decades part. Mm-hmm. It's the like it's like we're we're so committed to keeping our relationship with J.K. Rowling, and it's like you know what that movie crimes. If you want it out, if Discovery want came into Warner Brothers, uh, uh, Crimes of Dumbledore, Dumbledore, whatever the hell that movie is called, mm-hmm. does a uh does poorly that's discovery's best out to be like hey sorry jk we're, we need to we need to make back some money and we're not doing this with you yeah and it's not like warner brothers doesn't have other properties they can make money off of and discovery every time a merger comes in you always cut the fat you yeah. always cut the fat to try to try to make back your profits the the best way the quickest way possible yeah. and if your big major tentpole harry potter movie failed at the box office why do you decide to double down? What scares me is they want they want those HBO Max Hogwarts shows. Yeah. What scares me is, mm-hmm. is like we will get yeah we will get a prequel show about Hogwarts. It takes place whenever it takes place. Um, my real fear is that like they are going to in in five ten years they will make another Harry Potter movie with the original cast coming back, giving them They're all gonna hundred billion child. dollars. They're going to do Cursed Child. Yeah. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And that movie will make a billion dollars. Because it is the original cast, and that is like the Force Awakens, bring everything back. Uh, and that is where the cultural cachet of Harry Potter. Enough time will pass. Like, oh, people like Harry Potter again. Like, I see that trajectory in my mind, and I hate it. Um, but again, it's it's a billion dollar franchise where enough people do like it. Where if you go back to the thing you really like, they'll pay for it. The thing, the thing about the the cursed child thing is like I've always thought they would do that. I I do kind of wonder if maybe Emma Watson would be the one to be like, you know what, no. Because yeah. she is I, far more. Active. I was literally, I was literally about to bring that up, and also Daniel Radcliffe. I think if if Rowling goes far enough, because Radcliffe has already started to distance himself, yeah, uh, from her belief system. I'm like, it it wouldn't shock me if we get far enough down the line that they're like, people will care more about if I say if I condone this than if I don't. Yeah, yeah. and and how much they care about it. So it would it would not surprise me that those two might not give in to money. They've never cared about it before. Yeah. Uh, so they might not get what they want. Yeah. It could That's also why be. And Radcliffe's able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it could also potentially, like, they could just recast too, because they're all going to be older. Like, you could just get famous people who don't care. Like, I think that's very likely. Yeah. I, yeah. I just kind of look at, like, you know, J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. is not going to double that. It's, it's not going to stop. So, like, if you want to do Harry Potter, Honestly, figure out a way to keep to get it away from her. Do the George Lucas. Like someone's got to pay her. Uh, it's awful to say, but someone's got to give her a lot more money so we can get away from her. That's the only, the only thing we can do is George Lucas did. So you're right. Sorry, she'll never let it go. Yeah. 
she she had a she had a unprecedented deal before like frankly, very rare for authors to have this kind of deal frankly if we didn't like if if it wasn't a situation where we didn't like her we wouldn't want her to do that yeah um, we'd rather true. that it stayed within her control generally we prefer creators not doing that yeah. um, i mean it would have depended if how bad crimes of grindelwald was in that situation no no no. but like you know take, take all that as, i'm just saying in general we prefer that a creator stays stays on rather than like make as many spin-off and things as you want corporate america go take yeah, my property and my IP. the thing the thing of like i don't necessarily need them to take the publishing rights from her that she no longer has any control but like sell the film have her sell the film rights and just kind of keep going because those films did well despite her not because of her those sure. she was a producer on those films and she was a consulting on those films but at the end of the day, she didn't write those films. Yeah. You know, the, it's those funny films... that every movie she has written is way worse than any movie she didn't write. And exactly. she's the creator of the franchise. So if she want, if she wanted to just, if, if Warner Brothers wanted to keep going with Harry Potter movies, or Crimes of Grindelwald, Fantastic Beast movies, whatever the hell you want to do, figure out a way just to get the film rights. Yeah. Let her keep everything else. She, she holds the power. She's not going to let it go. No. Nope. Yeah. Let it go. Trailers. <laughs> T-talk. Trigun Stampede. Lots of teasers this week for us, our friends. Oh, yeah. uh, who here has watched Trigun? Not I watched me. a couple episodes. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Trigun was my very first anime that I ever watched, thanks to Toonami. Uh, I was a young lad, and I saw a cool guy with sunglasses and some guns named Vasha Stampede. I'm like, what's this about? Uh, and it's incredible. I love... It's not my favorite anime, but it was my first, so I, I have a special spot in my heart for it. Uh, this is a prequel. It is using CG 3D animation. Doesn't look not, as bad as... It's not just a prequel, it's a remake. Oh. It's a full-blown remake. Oh. Top to bottom. Oh. Okay. So it's incorporating prequel stuff and... Okay, cool, cool, cool. They're, 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 re, they're redoing Trigun in their own in their own new way. Cool. Uh, I'm, so they're I'm revisiting all the beats. Uh, I, I, like, I like the 3D. I don't think it's as bad as some mm. other 3D stuff we've seen. I think it looks pretty good. Um, I'm just excited to be back in that world. Like, I love those characters. I think it's, I think it's such a cool um like it, it's like post-apocalyptic western western stuff like i i think it's just incredible i love it he's the one with the giant cross on the back right yes no well that's the show oh. sorry the show yes, yes, yes. the show has it yes yeah. that's, that's a different character yeah yeah um okay uh yeah i like the animation all right um it definitely has better articulation uh mm -hmm. in the face than a lot of the other cgi style shows have um I'm not crazy about Vash's redesign. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not totally working. And to be honest, there's something... It's modern animation, so I get it. But there's something that the sleekness feels like it's taking away from the dirtiness, the grunginess of Trigun that I yeah, feel yeah. was inherently easier to do in the late 80s, early 90s with anime. It's true. Um, that I think makes Trigun so special. Uh, and this, this actually, this applies to the manga too. Like, that's part of the look. And I don't see that look here. Um, it's a remake. It's a it's a reimagining of Trigun. So I'm not being too particular about that. It could be good. I'm I'm open minded, but like, I like the the dirty Western grunge look of Trigun. Very um, like uh like comparable to something like Serenity, Firefly, like that kind or, of. Or or even like um uh we're talking like the aesthetic of of how uh worn the frontier looks in the original star wars trilogy and then how crisp and shiny the prequels look and that's mm -hmm. kind of the comparison you can see here and aesthetically that's not the way i prefer to see trigun 
Yeah, I agree. <coughs> I'm, just, I'm just honestly, I'm just happy it's back. So I'm gonna I'm for gonna sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hard out on it, but I am like not the style I necessarily would have wanted to see Trigun in. I'd rather that. see something um that maintained, I think, a little more of the the aesthetic, uh, but move like the the loop on the third film. Oh yeah. Um, but any this could be cool. And I watched that again too. Flintstones loop on the third, the first. Uh, yeah just just as mag said open to the story but not ready uh for the style especially vash's redesign since it's been a while from a tricon uh ip since badlands yeah exactly exactly uh just uh i think i think vash's redesign is the thing i'm rubbing up against probably the the worst is he's a he's a little too who's the main character of devil may cry he's a little too much uh dante yeah he's a little too much uh dante for me um compared to like his his original look yeah, his original look is iconic. It's so cool. Yeah, such a cool yeah. dude. God. Okay, Primal Season 2. So this was uh, kind of hard to find because it's a leak trailer. It's not. It's just not on YouTube. Okay. okay. It's weird, I right? Could, I was trying to find this thing on YouTube, and I could not find an official one. I was like, are we sure this trailer came out? I didn't watch the first season, so it's, just, it's more dinosaur stuff. Looks cool. Yeah. Um, I love that show. That show's awesome. Um animation still looks great i know we all are fans of tartakovsky's animation um his line work in in the show is great um there's a lot of really cool the 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 zombie prachiosaur from the first season isn't the isn't the trailers would be like remember the first season that's cool i really like that but there's a lot of really awesome shots in this one like there's this giant demon creature uh so they're going like harder into like the the fantasy of it all uh this season i'm so stoked. That show rules. No, I still have to watch the first season, so I don't really have a lot to say about it other than what's already been said. Yeah. Hope you watch it soon. That'll be fun. I have such a list. Oh, yeah. I get you. Okay. Battle of the Super Sons. Yeah. 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 How do we feel? I'm stoked. I'm stoked about this one. I like, uh, I, I like it. I'm glad that they're making it. Um, Mm -hmm. I most of the time like the animation. There's mm-hmm. a couple of frames here that are little um, characters in the distance don't look so good to me. Mm-hmm. I was kind of uh, looked. I looked at the animation. Like I'm stoked. I love the Super Sons. Hell yeah, I'm super stoked for this. But the animation for me, I, I was like, I guess you probably want to experiment with animation styles right now. Maybe you want to get this out quicker than other things. But like your 2D animation is already looking cheap. Like, did you really want to? try to on that budget do with do a 3d animation mm-hmm. maybe you should have just kept this one 2d i mean it's it's looking better than other 3d animations that are out it there looks better than trigon yeah, yeah 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 that's true i agree uh like it, it's it's got its appeal uh i question i question the decision to go this route mm-hmm. uh right now compared to like what they've been doing with the other ones that look pretty good yeah um i'm not wholly against it again like it is a uh, only a few frames in this stand out to me as like um definitely characters that are far away there's something off about the design uh when they're in motion or talking um but i'm overall i'm happy that this is being made me too we got a uh, we got a good looking i like all uh, oliver queen's design we got bart bart's there for some reason i love the, the i love the animation look of the of star coming out of the mouths and onto the face that's yeah. very very good <laughs> feels very uh, uh it feels like it's like a secret invasion-esque story where like like starro's been implanted in a bunch of people they don't know about it and then they get unleashed upon the yeah. world um i just it's it's so great that like the super sons gets to exist 
even after it's been done for a while. Uh, even though I know there's like mini series and stuff, but like the core, like the Gleason stuff, uh, uh, is like it feels apparent here. And I'm like, oh, thank God! Like they're Damian and sure. John rule. They're so good together. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they. Um, I find it funny that this one decided not to be part of the the main universe, although it makes sense because they're so new in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, still, still really excited for this. Ben, how you um, feeling? You like you like this, Mister Sleeping Man? <laughs> no, I, the animation looks good, and also the whole Starlo thing freaked me out because I really hate, I really hate how it's like a blah. I mean, it looks blah. good. What was that noise you did? Blah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool stuff. Paper Girls. We got a first look at Paper Girls. Yeah. I'm the only person who's read this. I've read a. I read only the first three issues, and then I stopped before it was revealed what the show what it was, and I really regret that. Yes, I read the first sure. volume. Uh, yeah, uh, they, I wish they wouldn't give away like immediately what it's about, but like, I get it to get the hook in. It is a time travel story. Uh, this, this is a direct, uh, uh, inspiration from Stranger Things. Like there's no, like Brian K. Vaughn, like there's no denying it. Like he wanted to make a, like a girl version of Stranger Things. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's much, not bigger in scope. It's a different type of big scope, uh, with time mm-hmm. travel and evil corporations and cool stuff. But, uh, I just, I, I love that book. I think it's so fun. Um, this has been in development for such a long time. Chris Cantwell. Uh, writer of Iron Man, uh, uh, Doctor Doom, Doctor Doctor Doom. Thank you, of course. Uh, and he's done other TV stuff, but he was working on it, and then he had to back off off of it, uh, which made me sad. Uh, but like, uh, we only got a forty second teaser, so like, it looks looks yeah. looks like that show. Or yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot to dive in here. Yeah, yeah it's like kids from the '80s go to the future and they see their older self, and it's like this is real. It's and what's really cool about the comic is. Um, there is a lot of like real corporations tied to it. Like, like Apple is a big part of the plot. Um, and I'm curious if they were going to get all the rights to all these companies to make fun of them and to do the, the future corporation stuff that they do. So that's going to be fun and interesting to see if like Apple will allow themselves to be looked at that way. Well, you can bet Amazon will be one of the, one of them. This oh yeah. Amazon, Amazon doesn't mind. Amazon doesn't mind. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon, Amazon will probably like make something as close and adjacent. Yeah. Without quite getting to say Apple, yeah. yeah, and then they'll uh because Amazon had a ca- had, Amazon had a had a cameo in a no that's iCarly, um, <laughs> very Apple different had, show. Apple had a uh, not Apple Jesus Amazon had a cameo in the boys because mm-hmm. same company. Yeah, so that's cool. I don't know. Apple's also the company that won't let villains use iPhones. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> good point. <laughs> very good point. Yep. Um. Okay. See how they run. Yeah, so thank God. Thank God, Knives Out did so well. Me murder too. mysteries are back, baby. Yeah, I'm so stoked. I, I think I've seen every murder mystery thing that's come out since Knives Out at this point. Um, it's not a lot. It's like you know, only murders and the after this party. Is, this is the best trailer in the pack. Oh, I, yeah. I I agree. I wish I put this to last actually. Um, but yeah, I agree. This was this looks so much fun. I love Shasha Ronan. I love how Sam, how they're playing off of Sam Rockwell. All the lines look funny. Richard Attenborough is a character in this, which is great. That, that threw me for a second. I'm like, wait, is this based on something real? Like, no, nah, it's just being goofy. Yeah. yeah. That's so fun. I love how every time the lady cop is talking to people or interviewing them, they say something. She's like, oh, that's a confession. And the Sam Rockwell is like, no, hold on. And so I did it. I did it, detective. Okay, we're taking you down. Wait, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Confession. I've never heard one. That, uh, yeah. that was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, star-studded cast. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Sam Rockwell and Trish Running look like they're they're having so much fun. Uh, like she, like he's like the straight man, and she's like goofy trying to be a good cop. Like, 
uh, like, thank you, thank you, Ryan Johnson. I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna give um, Kenneth Branagh the the credit. Sorry, it wasn't you, Kenneth. It was Ryan Johnson. Knives Out I mean, is the winner. Yeah, Knives Out, Knives Out is an incredible movie. Uh, we're getting two Knives Out films, and Ryan Johnson is doing a murder mystery TV series uh, for Peacock, I'll, I believe. I will Ooh, give well. Kenneth Branagh partial credit because at least people showed up for the movie, showing that there was an interest in murder mystery films. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Sure, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, no one never... showed up to Death on the Nile because it's boring as sin. Sure. Yeah. That that did not mark it well, but like that first one, it was like, yeah, people want more of this. So the trend yeah. was clear. Yeah. It wasn't just knives out. Yeah, Murder on Orient Express like planted the seed, but knives out straight up exploded on how popular this genre could be. Yeah. Okay. Stoked. Stoked. Love so it. excited. So funny. July, right? Also. September, I think. September. Wait, also, oh. I love. It's set in the nineteen like thirties, nineteen forties. And I, I know, I love, perfect. I love, I love murder mystery set in the past. I think that is the perfect era for a murder mystery. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, that way Richard Attenborough's not ninety years old. All murder mysteries tend to be better uh, <laughs> before cell phones, less technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's one of those. So- things, it's one of those things where like um, uh, one of I think it was one of my professors. I don't know pointed out that like uh most film plots from the 30s up through the 70s can be resolved with the existence of cell phones so that the movie <laughs> doesn't even happen yeah you need you need an excellent script like a knives out to incorporate yeah. all that stuff and make it hell make sense and stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and knives out even like <clears throat> there's not a lot of cell phone usage it's mostly just to answer it's just to check emails mm-hmm. right yeah so Hocus Pocus two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I am, I am. Uh, that's the te- it's a teaser trailer. It's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, hey, it, it, they're coming back. Uh, I freaked out when I saw this. Was it like because this has been in development or talked since for, since the dawn of time? Um, yeah. And they're all coming back, and like I, I love Hocus Pocus. It's so fun. Um, so like I have no reason to have any you know, uh, negative thoughts on this teaser or anything. Yeah. Me neither. Um, I kind of like what they're what they're going. I um. Once it's a teaser, there's not a whole lot to go on, but I like how in the trailer you get the two like girls in the woods, pra- like practicing magic, and then you hear the what the Sanderson sisters chanting, and I I think that's really cool. That's a really neat way to bring them back. No, um, uh, what I what I actually really liked about this was that you don't often see this happen, and even in the first film, it's like the Sanderson sisters are the only witches, right? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of introducing new young witches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like. I think that's a good direction to go. Yeah, there's there's a small sneaky moment in this trailer that I thought is very intriguing, which is the book. We see the book again, but if mm-hmm. you notice, the book is shaking itself on a shelf full of copies, mm-hmm. and I wonder if people are someone has just copied the book and is selling it as paraphernalia, and the real book happens to be there now. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think someone's trying to like market off of the success of the Sanderson sisters. I or oh, or and I wonder that. who might run that shop. I wonder who. That's maybe somebody from maybe someone from the first movie. Oh, Doug Jones is in this one. He said he's confirmed to be in this one. Yeah, he's coming back as um, Billy. Billy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um. Well. Well. Yeah. Because I did see that and how like the book was on a book, a bunch of other books, and also maybe that they can tackle because witches have kind of. I don't want to say how they have a resurgence, but a lot of people are being more out or more like free to be like, yeah, I s- s- practice witchcraft nowadays. Isn't she, something. Motherland, Fort Salem. There's a, a line where like 
the guy who what's that guy's name? Spider Man Spider Man Professor. The, the guy the in this artist? movie. Uh the, the the guy the guy in this movie at the end where he's like, Oh, the Sanderson sisters, where are you? Are you guys looking for the stage? Like there's there's uh, mm-hmm. a, a um what's the word I'm looking for? There's a um uh, like, like they they have a presence in this in the city. They're being marketed uh, as as like uh, mem- part part of the like, uh, pop culture of that city mm. now. Mm-hmm. That's what I was yeah. looking for. Like historical like mascots. Historical yeah. Mascot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also just seeing the three of them in their costumes again. They all three look great. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm one of I'm, the I'm excited. One of the only roles I really like Sarah Jessica Parker in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I had a huge crush on her back in the day. I used to get her confused with Leslie Mann from George of the Jungle. That's fair. That's fair. I think yeah. at a certain point in time, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, back then. <laughs> Not oh, so no, much ben, now. I... Ben's or me? You, Brandon. Oh, I see. Okay. I think nowadays they, they look quite different, but like back then, I get it. Yeah. Specifically the George of the Jungle Leslie Mann, though. No, no, no other Leslie Mann. No other version of Leslie Mann. Yeah, it's just the George of the Jungle one. Did you, did you see Leslie Mann in anything else for like the next Probably. eight years? I didn't think so. I might have. Didn't, wasn't her first movie after George Jungle knocked up? No. That, oh. that She was in a bunch of other comedies before that. Okay. I did see Knocked Up. Yeah, Knocked Up is like 40. 15 years after George of the Jungle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn season three. Finally got a trailer and release date. Ooh, they reference Eat, Bang, Kill Tour, which is a comic book uh, that came out, which is really cool. Uh, uh, I have to pee really bad because I drank two Red Bulls, but uh, I am so stoked for this to come out. I love that show. It's probably the best DC animated show next to the Batman animated series. I think it's exceptional. Love the character stuff. Cannot wait for this. And it's coming soon. Yeah. Uh, End of the month. Batman is uh, going down on Catwoman, and Catwoman is not impressed. Right. Love that joke. Keep bringing that joke around, guys. Uh, James Gunn is in it. James Gunn, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited for this season more than any other season of the show because of I I really appreciate that they finally some adaptation of Harley Quinn finally went hard on the Poison Ivy Harley Quinn relationship. So this was the one I was most excited for. Now to see them as a couple, sure. Um, and we we are never getting this in the comic. They've proven that they're for whatever reason not going to do this in the comic. This is also the reason why I'm excited for the James Gunn potential of doing a uh, harley quinn poison ivy movie sure so like I, i'm really stoked for this yeah. Hmm. No, this looks like more crazy awesome harley quinn shenanigans that i've gotten used to for the first two seasons and i'm looking forward to it and it's been so long it's so nice to know it's coming back yeah it's taken some time but now it's mm-hmm. finally here because yeah, that it's because those first two seasons were dropped too close to each other yeah it's true but they were yeah. done so yeah, I know. And that's why it's like, oh, the wait for season three. That's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. It means, it means it's, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be half the wait we have to wait for Invincible season two. Yeah. Or Arcane. <laughs> or Arcane. <Ugh. laughs> All the right. wait for Arcane is forever. I'll be there 80 years old watching Arcane season three. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, while he's doing that, should we go on our book club or do we want to be, uh, not book club, shoot, what's it called? He's back anyway. Book club, Let's book club do time. the main topic. The Princess, 20th Century Fox, Hulu, new film, The Princess starring Joey King. Full spoilers. If you haven't heard of this, uh, full spoilers. Uh, check it out beforehand. 
or whatever. Not a lot to spoiler. Not, spoiler, not much honestly. to spoil, I don't think. So, yeah, yeah, if you're interested, keep watching. If not, no, sorry. I would assume most people probably haven't heard of this movie. Uh, it was a movie we brought up uh, as a trailer a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, low budget, low budget action movie. Uh, what did you guys think about The Princess? Uh, I quite enjoyed it. It's a uh, it's short, simple. It's a good time. Uh, no, I have real no issues with it. It's just kind of, it just kind of exists. Uh, ben, I feel a lot the same with Brandon. I really like how it's a story where it's a princess. You know, you see a princess. She's locked in a tower. She's chained up. You're like, oh, the prince is gonna come save her. And then, like in the first ten minutes, she is kicking ass and taking names right off the bat. And I'm like, and part of me is like, oh, this is a very refreshing change of pace. And also it's a very, I don't, this isn't, this. when I say this, this is not a detriment. It's very simple. Yeah. And I really like that because I don't need this grand lore. I don't need this grand backstory. There's like a few things I was kind of curious as to, like with Julius, the, the antagonist, I kind of want to know a little bit more about him. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I still got everything I really needed. So I say this is still a fun, like, you don't have anything else to watch, pop this on. You're going to have a good time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's an exceptional action movie. I am I was really impressed with Joey King doing almost all of her own stunts, and you can tell. Um, this is the producer, one of the John Wick guys, the guys who created John Wick, uh, Derek Kolstad. Um, so it very much in a John Wick fashion, you know, it's not extremely complicated, but the action's very good. Uh, the story, I'm not going to say it's lacking, but it is. it is there. It, they're not trying to do a lot with it. Um, Dominic Cooper as the villain is totally fine. I've seen him be this character better in other movies. Um, if the action wasn't so good, I wouldn't be so hot on it. Um, so it overall lands on like I think it's a good. I think it's a good action movie. But if you're not coming it for the action, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah, Sparks. Yeah, I'd overall agree with that. I think it's uh, kind of a one trick pony. Yeah, I think the I, I'll agree with that one. I think that the action wasn't as good as it is because I do think it's it's shot well, it's choreographed well. Uh, Joey King is perform is doing them well. Um, uh, if the action scenes were lacking, this would be a far less this would be a far lesser film. But it goes in knowing that what we want to do is have a, a a tower defense kind of reverse uh, uh, action movie, and we want action every ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately it succeeds in doing that. And therefore, it's to me it's just kind of. It just kind of exists, but it's a good, you don't feel like you've wasted an hour and a half watching this. Yeah, I, I definitely, like, I don't think I'll ever watch this again, but I absolutely enjoyed my time watching it. Uh, yeah, being it, being like 90 minutes uh, was so great. If this had an extra 30 minutes of story, uh, I would have probably turned it off. Uh, but like the action, like again, every 10 minutes, there's a really good action scene. Like Joey King is like, uh, I, I think the, I, I kind of want more people to watch this just to see like how good joey joey king as a stunt performer is like she's really kicking ass in this movie and it is again like 90 percent of the time you know it's her because you could see her and like she's having real ass fist fights and real ass sword fights and i'm like the action uh, again for being in one location this is a hella low budget movie the action's really really good um i, I like i like lynn i like her you know her her uh, her mentor like that story of like oh a princess can't fight i want to be a knight you know that's we've seen that kind of thing done before they're not doing anything special with it but um it all i can really say is like i really like the action and everything else was was there to service the action mm-hmm. i wish lynn was in it more yeah honestly i liked her character uh and she created an interesting dynamic with joey king who's pretty much not really acting against anybody 
yeah. uh, for a lot of the movie's runtime. Uh, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue, which is fine. It's not a detriment to it. Um, but I would I thought if they had introduced Lynn a little earlier in the film, uh, in the action, uh, it would have been it would have given Joey King a little bit more to do mm-hmm. than just be action. Yeah. Again, not necessarily detriment, just kind of something. Yeah, it's not not so much a negative, just an absence. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess is also I guess is a negative if you depends mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Sparks? Yeah, I'll be I'll be more negative. I think that any time that an action scene isn't going on, I was bored. Yeah. Um, like I just I just was like there was nothing in the characters of the story that I found particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I regularly was checking my phone when it wasn't an action scene. Like I was like, Neh. oh, I was uh, playing Mirrorverse this entire time. <laughs> it, did, it didn't it didn't work for me. Um, like I there you can you can have this idea and like it's very good opening where like you know they they think they've got the princess handled and she's like willing to break her thumb to get out of the i think it starts uh, strong to get out of the cuffs and everything but that's 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 the that's like the hook is a medieval princess who's able to fight and defend herself gets through this army and then the rest of the movie is just that again and again and again uh, laid out for you with no further depth to the character or context. And yeah. I needed the characters to have more going on. I needed there to be something else. Um, I, I, the, the action's great. It is worth watching the action for sure. Um, but like, we can still have characters. We can still have something more on, on this bone mm-hmm. than that. Um, and I think it just relies on its action to be uh, good entirely and yeah. doesn't flesh out anything else. Um, there's a nugget of implication that Julius sees their kingdom as weak because it it welcomes outsiders, which is basically racial coded because yeah. it specifically mm-hmm. focuses on non-white characters that I they saw have that. their kingdom and that he doesn't. Yeah, That could have been a part of the story about like why they do that, what their different in belief systems are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's There's just all kinds of spaces where you could have made these characters more something more tangible something more real something interesting and they just didn't do it um and especially with like her character at the center her wanting to be a knight like a discussion of like the weakness of the kingdom not having knights they do i don't see them until the very last scene of the movie but they apparently do have knights um but they suck so like something something more needed to be happening here than just the action for me i was just yeah every time it wasn't action i was totally totally tuned out yeah i won't disagree with that i'm looking up some i'm looking up what else these writers have done and it's nothing this is their first thing uh the director for it has done a few kind of um and it looks like it looks like a low budget uh b-movie horrors so uh, uh yeah uh it's a vietnamese director he's done mostly non a lot of non-american stuff yeah this is first thing um, like american movie yeah so it's it's kind of like it does feel like maybe they hired someone to, uh, yeah, Derek Holstag. Um, it does look like they hired someone to just kind of get a movie out. They had like the script and they were like, let's get, let's get something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it helps. I think because Derek Kolstad, you know, maybe he didn't have a huge role in the movie, but him being there was probably like the defining feature of wanting to get this to be an action showcase and not necessarily anything else. Yeah. It's, it's very clear where where the 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 time went into, and it was the choreography uh, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, 
uh olga uh kurenlenko shows up as like the the lady villain uh she was she was super hot in the in the early mid-2000s she appeared in the first hitman movie and she appeared in uh god not a, not a fast and a furious and not a mission possible she showed up in one of these franchises and like she's been kind of gone for a while so like i just like seeing her but again i don't think her presence is very good in this movie she she is like good at the beat huh? i like her whip yeah uh whips are cool uh uh whips are cool like um but she's kind of just a generic like oh you don't respect me because i'm a woman and i'm gonna kill you i'm like i i have seen that before many times uh and her character uh, is just evil i guess frank frankly that was the thing is like when we get to the uh, third act of the film and it's the fight that she has with her and then the other characters are fighting julius i'm like she is by far the more compelling villain as yeah. far as like a fight like how this how this ends with julius instead i'm like eh oh sure uh like once it's down to julius i i really didn't give a shit because at that point like we knew how it was gonna go uh the action really wasn't a a focal point anymore and i was just boy did they work really hard to make his head look good when it came down though (laughs) that's true um i'll respect them doing a puppet instead of like bad cg or something yeah yeah no 100 percent. what's the girl's name what's the girl's name who played the whip lady the actress olga olga karolenko she was taskmaster oh that's right and Black Widow. Okay, yep. Nope. I have gone from my memory. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring, to bring that back. No, it's okay. PTSD happens. Uh, yeah. Wild. I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I was definitely more compelled to follow what um, Whip Lady was doing more than because Julius, he's he looks like the standard. Oh, I'm an evil bad guy who's going to take over the kingdom because I see your kingdom is weak and I can do it because screw all y'all. Whereas. <clears throat> Whereas with the Whipley, she's like, she is in love with the with the crazy dude, and he calls her his consort, and yeah. he just like despises the princess because he's like he should be with me. Instead, he's going with this lady, and it's did title only. That's it. But still, it's just like she wants him all for her. I don't know. Maybe there could have been a little bit more. Maybe I Honestly, don't know. A cooler ending would have been like. <clears throat> uh, uh, Whip Lady has to fight the princess, and then Julius is like, "No, this is my fight," and then she kills Julius. And she's like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about you. You like, you won't love me. I'm gonna bring this whole kingdom to the ground. That would have been fun. I like how Joey mm-hmm. King kills uh, Whip Lady. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good kill. Um, yeah, when, uh, I think there's she... a lot of great kills. Like again, oh. like the, I think the action is really, really good. It's just so unfortunate that like uh, everything else is just kind of like substandard. Um, when Whip, I don't know her name, so we're just gonna keep calling her Whip Lady. When she does, when she uses her whip for the first time and kills that one night, and I'm just like, hmm. Why do I hear Mortal Kombat music all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look up her name. I wonder if she even has it. She's got to have a name. I'm sure she has a name. She probably um, does. Uh, what's her character? Kai. Her name's Kai. Did they ever say Kai in the movie? No. Mm. Her name's not Kai. I don't believe you. Actually, one thing I also want to kind of give a little bit of a, okay, you can you can definitely tell that this movie is very, once again, I don't want to call it, I don't want to say this as an insult, but at the same time, it kind of is. It's very surface level. Because they never give the the princess a name; she is just the princess. Yeah, that's and a good point. Because they don't give her a character. You get Violet. You get Violet's uh, her little sister. She has a name. Lynn has a name. But at the same time, it's just the oh, princess. Yeah, the the motivation for um, Dominic Cooper is really really weird. Um, because it, it's clear, like you know, it's clear that he wants to be like, I was slighted, and so I I need this to go better. But it's like when when she's when when Whip Lady is like Kai, we just figured it out. Uh, when Kai is like, um, uh, why not just kill everyone and just take the crown? I was like, oh, you don't understand politics. And I'm like, 
Why do you care? <laughs> just this, yeah, kill I mean, everyone. It's like right. politics. You're already committing an act of war right yeah, now. You're invading in a castle, dude. Yeah. Like you're, what you're doing right now is an act of war. That's what you could. You could just like take over right now. That's you got that's kind keep... of. That's kind of the thing when you get to the end where like it's just him, and I'm like, cool. You like stabbed the princess. There's like 40 people there. You're done. Like yeah. all your other people are dead. You could kill the princess. They're not going to respect you as king. They'll kill you. Like you're done. It's over. I don't I like what is what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Let's just wait for the other knights of the veil to show up and then it's like, oh, five knights. We we see how like 15 knights at the end of the movie with the band with the blue banners. It's like yeah, I'm just wait for them to show up and then they could just like 15 on one. Okay, you dead. Um uh, I think a great, I think there are a lot of great fight scenes. The one where uh, she goes through the wall and there's the golden knight who she thinks is not real. Pretty good. That was cool. I think that's a great fight. And like, mm-hmm. um, uh, like what, the one in the kitchen, one? the one in the kitchen is my favorite. Oh yeah. With, with her and Lynn. Yeah. I actually, yeah, yeah. I actually really like the, um, the guy, the, the guy she kicks in the balls and it doesn't do anything. Like the, the first man. dude she fights after she gets out of the bathroom. Oh yeah, big, big, uh, and takes the horn helmet and stabs it into his back. I thought that was that was one of my favorites personally. Yeah, That's definitely awesome. way gorier than I expected it to be. This movie, which was which was kind of fun. Like I think I think like uh like the blood and splatter That's, and stuff. Good. That's also part of the thing is that like the story is so basic <laughs> and the character is so basic that I'm like this feels like this is for like a younger audience, but it's right gory on. enough and they swear enough that I'm like. It's not. I can't yeah. show it to that younger audience that it would be like cool to see like a princess who can fight for herself. So it's like riding that line, but like then the audience that would normally watch this, they can handle more complex characters and more complex stuff going on emotionally. And it's just not there. Yeah. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it feels like it's not there because no one cared to put it in. And that's part of the problem is that like it's a great action piece for the action, but like it is one of those things where unfortunately you come to that idea of this is the girls get it done thing and like there was no more like there's no substance behind that it's just yeah. made for that idea and like while the action is good like there should be more behind that idea we shouldn't just get like because it's a girl that means it's worth watching and i'm like it's it's good it's good action but you need to give her a character too mm-hmm. yeah she's uh, a person yeah uh the uh i do i did find uh, the big guy going up and down the stairs. I did like him. I thought he was fun. Especially, was, I, yeah. loved, I love his ending. At the ending of the movie, <laughs> he finds her finally after an hour and a half. I think that is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny, too. The, I like uh, the, bit when, the bit when he walks right past her, just, <sighs> He's just looking down. Doesn't yeah, yeah. see her at all. <laughs> She's just like, uh, okay. That's a that's like this weird tone thing, because like that's a it's it's not bad, but like that's definitely like a younger audience kind of joke, kind of yeah. humor. Mm-hmm. And then again, like you're juxtaposed with the swearing and the gore, and I'm like, what audience was this aiming for? Um, it feels, I, it feels like it was a PG-13 movie. They got turned into an R-rated movie, but they didn't change the script. Yeah, I can't yeah. help but think of um, Ready or Not. We talked about it when we watched the trailer, and I'm like, Ready or Not, I, you know, the, the, all the characters are so clear mm-hmm. um, and fleshed out and interesting, and I wish that that kind of thought was applied to the characters here because I feel like you could have. And then I would like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As Every... it is, I'm just like, watch the action scenes. Watch a compilation of the action scenes. Yeah, it... like half, half the movie uh, is is boring, but then the other half's really good. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, that's such a bummer. 
I kind of wanted to see if there was one thing story wise I want to see more of. I want to see like I I, I want to see more of Julius's not maybe his descent into madness, but essentially like okay, he was screwed at a wedding at a wedding. All of a sudden he's like, no, I'm no, I'm gonna take over the the whole kingdom. Like maybe like show him and because at the beginning of the movie, his dad the king says your father was a diplomat. Maybe show some of those diplomatic mm. meetings. Maybe he's like, maybe he sees the princess for the first time. He's like, no, I, I want to be with this girl. And then, but she's more like, no, I want, you know, like, I, I don't know, just something. Just I something. think what you're talking about, Ben, is, is basically adding to this, to this movie. Like, I, I perhaps not this much that you're implying, but, you know, could have this been a 215, 230? And I think, um, I think that this, this script, is the the length of it is fine. You're using your time fine for an hour and a half. And I don't think making this one longer is the point. I think I think workshopping the bits between the fights would have helped. I think the flashbacks also work in this movie. I like how they how they do the flashbacks and that's what cues you into how to the setup of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's it they come in, in good intervals that don't feel like they're they're rushing through. It's just when you need to know this bit, you know you you learn this bit through a kind of like a hazy flashback that helps. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, the scene, and, and it allows us to get right into the action, which I appreciate. Yeah, the the scene with uh, the flashback of like Lynn training her as a kid, and then the mom shows up. Like, just don't don't do it in front of your dad; he would hate it. Like that's that's charming enough, uh, uh, yeah. but it's so few and far between. Uh, I like every. I'm just happy that every ten minutes something was happening that was exciting. Like I think. Like uh, the big fight when she's going up the stairs with like ten dudes on each side of her, I think that's really fun. I think it's really great. Uh, she knocks the dude down like ten stories, and they both start laughing about it. I think that's a fun little moment. But again, like moments don't make a movie, and this is a a movie just full of moments instead of it being cohesive. Yeah, I think punching up just the the in between bits. Um, yeah, I needed like a script doctor for sure. Yeah, and I don't necessarily like I said I I, I don't necessarily think making it longer would have helped no it's um, just it's just developing the characters in the spaces that exist already yeah um and like i said i think there's stuff that, that worked for me within the story like the flashbacks mm. and uh, there's good action but yeah i don't know if i have much more to add i don't think there's there's not a lot to talk about of this movie unfortunately there's not a lot there um i like if you're listening to this like and you do like action movies like this there are worse action movies to watch like i've 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 watched like i don't see sound i've watched better movies with worse, worse action I think the action in this movie is compelling enough where if you like action movies and you like Joey King, uh, it's worth a watch once while playing Mirrorverse, for sure. It's shot well. The action scenes are shot really well and clear. Yeah. I could see all the action. Again, like every fight scene I think is well choreographed and shot. It's just everything in between. It's like, okay, let's let's speed it up. Yeah, yeah. definitely give like, the scene where she's going into and you she, she fights the Golden Knight who's like, she thinks it's just a regular suit of armor and it's not, you know, a knight. Uh, that gave me was like, man, I want to play Elden Ring after this. I want to. I immediately, I literally thought of an Elden Ring fight, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, so I would, I would definitely say this is like a good movie to like, maybe not have on the background, but definitely something where it's like, hey, I want, I'm in a mood for a good action flick, and when the the and when the talking bits start happening, you can just like play Mirrorverse or go on your phone or whatever. Yeah. Then why don't you rate it, Ben? I give it a seven. I still like the action scenes. I really like the sword fighting. Um, I love this. I love sword fights, and this guy gave me a lot of really good sword fights. Yeah. So I would, yeah, it's it was fun for the sword fights. The story was it was there, and it's not a horrible story. And 
definitely a bit of a breath of fresh air where you open up on a princess, she's locked in a tower, but she's the one who gets herself out. So I will right. I will agree with a seven. I think I think it just it it pass it just passes. I'd give it almost like a six point nine point nine nine nine. Like it, the action is so good. Uh, it's just so unfortunate that everything surrounding it is bad. But like again, if you really like action movies, like you know medieval sword fighting movies, um, with with a, a a lady protagonist, like I, I think the action is well worth watching. So I would give it a solid solid pass as a seven. Never gonna watch it again. Sparks, it's a six. Six. I almost went five. Honestly. Wow. I'm sorry. And half of the movie. I, half of the movie is good, and half of it is dull as sin. That's yeah. it. I can't have the action is good and everything else is is lame. I'm not gonna get mad about <laughs> this movie. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. That's my feeling. That's my feeling. go for it. No. What about you, bud? Ben, what are you doing? I'm asking. What, what are you? I don't know. You're just being a little weird right now. It's freaking me out. Seven. I give it a seven. Um, yeah, I'm 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 with you guys. Uh, uh, it's just kind of. It's kind of like a lazy Sunday movie. You know, you want to watch just a lazy Sunday movie. This is a good one. And again, it's 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 brisk enough where like yeah. it, you didn't lose too much time. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about like Jurassic Park three as I do with this film. Well, I like Jurassic Park three a bit better, but like um, you know, it's not wasting your time. It's not a lot of time that you spend with it. It's just kind of in and out. And if, if it was any longer, it'd be far worse. In and out, perfect comparison. Burgers book club. Yes, Mech time. My turn. I picked a, uh, Avengers Mech Strike, uh, written by uh, Jed, Jed McKay. McKay. Jed McKay. Written by Jed McKay, Carlos Magno, uh, Guru EFX for the color artist, uh, and a uh, letterer VCs Corey Petit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is Avengers, but with mechs. An uh, 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 attack of these kind of like robotic biomechanoid monsters what they call them um are, are attacking and so iron man's like okay now we all get mechs as you set up what do you guys think they're made of vibranium that's the most important part they're not just mechs yeah they have to be made of vibranium so they don't get eaten this is a uh, just a fantastic uh breezy fun book jed mckay is absolutely one of my favorite writers right now he's done such incredible work with moon knight and taskmaster and spider-man black hat um he has such a good voice for all of these characters uh he is like he is a brilliant comic book writer for comic books um i think the story's fun like the villain's fun like the reason they have mechs is is just there enough like why would hulk be in a mech but like it, it makes sense for the story um hulk's sto- hulk's mech head gets ripped off and it's just the hulk's head on the, <laughs> it's just the hulk head, yeah um i think the art is exceptional uh i love the coloring the coloring is the same coloring artist for iron man uh chris campbell's iron man um the colors pop in this book um yeah this was like a, a, a not again kind of like the princess not exactly like full of depth but just so much fun like i had such a good time reading it. it's like it's like a a, a kid's <clears throat> cartoon type of thing sparks yeah i agree i mean like i was reading um avengers mech strike as it came out mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's a fun little thing uh made to sell toys which is cool that's all fine <laughs> Um, but like it, it's a it's a fine story. I I particularly like the uh, banter written between Widow and Spider Man. Yes, regularly the Me Spider too. Squad is on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Widow to Avengers. That's not what we're called. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh-huh. whole the whole page of her 
uh holding the knives on on yeah, Peter, I... just like she's she's a lot. Uh yeah, like uh she's like, uh, do you play chess, Spider-Man? I'm more of a mousetrap kind of guy, and she's like, killing people is like chess. Can we please make this about mousetrap? Yeah. <laughs> uh, love it. Like, so, yes, uh, can you frame it so in mousetrap terminology? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ben? No, I had a blast with this. This book was exceptional. Um, well, to me, it was exceptional because it involves superheroes and giant robots, and you all know I love my giant robots. Mm -hmm. um, the mech designs I really, really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, I do see that this was just a way to sell toys. I don't care. I had fun with this, and also got me really scared that Black Panther died in the, or died in the in the what was it the third issue, second issue, second issue. Mm -hmm. The. And, but... I'm sorry, but I thought you were done. No, no. Uh, and then I really like Thanos' mech. I, I'm trying to figure out which one of these mechs. It's like Thor, Thanos, and Captain America are my favorite ones. Thanos doesn't have a mech in this. It's in the cover. Oh, is it really? And the toy. Yeah. The toy is out for his, for his mech, yeah. yeah. Oh, the toy, the toy from the new... Uh, that's from the <clears> new <throat> Mech Strike book series. That, um... What's the guy who wrote... Bad things. Whatever. I forgot the guy's name. Colin Bunn. <clears throat> he's he's up. That's not fair to call him. Yeah. He's better than that. Um, I also echo a whole lot of the stuff about the art. The art is fantastic. It is oh, gorgeous. Yeah. And I do love the Spider-Man banter with the, like when I was reading that, like the Spire Squad and then like the scene we just talked about, it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I had a yeah. dune buggy that drove up balls once. This is a step up from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you have it in your background, but the, the splash page of the, <clears throat> of all the mechs is awesome. Um, and Ben, you brought it up, the idea that, um, Black Panther become, uh, dies, but becomes the uh, Herald of Eternity. That doesn't go away at the end of this issue, so he is still the Herald of Eternity in this continuity. Oh, nice. Um, I thought that was a really awesome concept. Uh, the final page, you can see Black Panther still has stars in his costume, mm -hmm. implying that he is still the Herald. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, these crazy monsters appear out of nowhere. Uh, they, can't, uh, they can't stop them. Uh, so they got to make some vibranium mech suits so they can fight them. Um, turns out they're sent from the future by none other than Jonathan Majors himself and yep. Kang. And I just read this as Jonathan Majors because that's every time now I read a Kang comic, I'm just imagining it's him and it works perfectly. He's so silly and threatening and dumb at the same time. I love Kang. Yeah, he's disappointed in the Avengers. Like, you guys didn't figure this out quicker. I don't understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's, a ter there's a terrific moment where uh, Kang is searching through time. Uh, and he's like, where are you cowards? Yes. Uh, and it's like, it's, it's like in the dinosaur age, in the Western age, in World War II, and then in the modern mm -hmm. era. Uh, it just, I am, like, every page is incredible. Like, the art never flounders. It is like, a, it is a 10 all the time. Like, it is, especially with the evil Avengers, I love the spooky monster Avengers look. Yeah. The got, dinosaurs. Like, Eight-armed Spider-Man, I love it. Yeah, I really like fun. their I like their look a lot. I, I there's a line that I want to highlight real quickly. It's uh, Tony um, has like you know been Black Panther's dead in his mind. He, Avengers Mountain has been taken by Kang. At the at, at the at the second to last issue, he's like, "We've lost, we've lost the world. We've lost, we've we we lost everything." And uh, Natasha's like, "Shut up." She's she's like, "Get over <laughs> yourself, Stark. Uh, American, so used to the sun and breeze, uh, easy living." You don't know what defeat is. This is a very bad yes, but we still live. Black I think that's pretty good. Black Widow. Um, I, really I really like how Black Widow is written in this. Just I in really, really like Thanos' uh, sentiment about uh, sending the army to get killed. 
Mm -hmm. where he's just their lives are meaningless the galaxy is filled with bloodthirsty rabble just waiting for a powerful leader for whom to throw their lives away it is a resource that will never run dry yeah i got more spider-man uh like all the avengers are sitting around the table of thanos uh uh and spider-man's like you know maybe i'll just head on out see if i don't know electro needs to get punched in the face like this is a lot (laughs) (laughs) even even before even before he was just like my cat my villains are like six to eight feet tall generally i'm not like i don't know what i'm doing here Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of like tired of spider-man attitude from the team yeah there really is Uh, Um, uh uh kang shattered time there was no longer bc there was no longer ad there was only ano kang like that's so dramatic i love it the fact that even thanos is the one that like saves them Yeah, yeah yeah is like because thanos came through time and he's just like He's just—it's before he met the Avengers. And he's just like, "You guys seem dumb, and I probably hate you, but we need to stop this right now." And he's and like, he, 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 he eviscerated. Like, he's like, uh, he's aware that they—they they know who he is, and he's like, "Don't tell me about my future. I'll figure it out. Don't worry." Oh, you're right. He did. Yes, he gets eviscerated after the big Avengers assemble page, where where Thanos is is assembling with the Avengers. Damn. He's just. That's Dead. the yep. second time Thanos has been killed like that because Doctor Doom does a similar thing in Secret Wars. Like, damn, yeah. Thanos ain't shit. <laughs> love it, love it. This this is basically that uh, Marvel Marvel Studios is like, oh yeah, Kang is worse. Mm-hmm. Kang, yeah, Kang again. He he can be as silly or as threatening or both in this case at the same time. Um, which again, I think Jonathan Majors is such a good choice for. The I MCU. love Kang's uh, attitude. I love Kang's attitude. It's just like, I thought they'd be, I thought they'd attack by now disappointed i wanted to kill them this doesn't mean anything to me unless i kill them yeah uh when when widow is is like messing with spider-man cap's like oh for god's sake please natasha stop teasing spider-man <laughs> like, oh there's that's such a good team i love it yeah jen mckay has such a clear voice for all these characters um and i love that like like he takes black widow back to her being kind of like <clears throat> a nasty lady and i like mm-hmm. that because she's she's a murdering assassin like i like that I really like the mech designs. I love the Hulk head in the mech. Captain America has a shield. Yeah, Tony's like, don't worry, I made this mech all to specifically for your power set, so you can just be who you are. And I'm like, that's right. so dumb. I love it. Freaking like Thor just has a hammer for a hand. Big hammer. Well, yeah, yeah. even like Spider Man, but like even so, like they all have the same features. Mm-hmm. Also, and so like Spider Man, so like Captain Marvel's like, you know, you can fly, right? And it's like, I guess I'm just used to being swung by giant villains. From, yeah, <laughs> by flying villains. So I just this is comfortable. Yeah, this is a uh, uh, a very fun, and yeah, even though like uh, it, it's like a toy commercial, this is a better, this is a good example of how you can have fun with this. You know, kind of like the Fortnite Absolutely. comic, like you don't have to like you don't have to make it bad. You can put quality work into it still. I'm 100%. at the page. I'm at the page, uh, which is one of my favorite pages because it's just a, it's just a conversation between Captain Marvel and Spider Man, mm-hmm. just like in in the stratosphere, just wind blowing. Like the way I picture it is just like wind blowing, and he just hears like. This is weird, right? Like they don't normally do this, right? And they're just like they just consume. And but this guy left. Is are we about to see something? Uh, just like casually, they're talking about. It. It's like okay, well, I guess this is not paying attention to us. We could just see what it does. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, am I going to regret this? I mean, probably. But you didn't have dinner plans. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. On, and it's just two pages of this conversation that I just love. And then like and then like when um when their pillars. Uh, Spider Man's like, yeah, ours is our fault. We let we let this guy do it. We just wanted to see what happened. That was a mistake. My bad. It's a good book. I like this one a lot. Yeah, 
uh, uh, definitely uh, um, a good, a, a, a fun read. I'm glad I read it. I thought, I didn't know if it was going to turn into Evangelion and get like super weird and it doesn't, which is fine. It could just be what it is. Uh, uh, and I still had a, a tremendous time. Yeah. 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 Anything else you guys want to add? Um, mechs are cool. Thanos dying is cool. Jonathan Majors rules. Should have made that a poem. Give me time. Um, Sparks. Yeah. It's your book club next week. Yes, it is. Do you know what it will be? Why, yes, Brandon. I know what it will be. Sparks. I'm matching your inflection. Sparks, will you tell us, please? It's the Harley Quinn animated series Eat, Came, ba- Eat Kill, Bang Tour. The Eat, Came, Bang Tour is a different one. That's it. Obviously, I tripped up. I don't I don't bully you when you do it. Eat, Kill, Bang Tour. I only Eat, Kill, Kill Tour, whichever it is. I only do it when it could be funny. I believe it's uh, written by T. Franklin, uh, who is a tremendous, lovely person on Twitter. Yeah, I have it. I think I have it somewhere. I'm pretty sure I bought it. Yeah, I, I had to pre-order because I was, again, much like I was talking about with the series, um, just really excited for, for someone to explore that level of relationship between Harley and Ivy. Actually, there's a terrific, if you guys want more Ivy uh, Harley stuff from their inception in the Batman animated series to now, there's a great uh, YouTube essay by uh, a YouTuber named Lady Emily. Uh, it's a 30-minute entire saga about her, uh, them them being a, a queer person and how Harley and Ivy uh, helped them explore it. It's it's fantastic video. Check it That's out. That's cool. Yeah, so it is, it is by T. Franklin, um, who is a black, queer, disabled, autistic comic writer. So that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. All right. So stay tuned for that, as well as Thor, Love and Thunder. Unbelievably, the fourth Thor film has arrived finally. Couldn't call it the, the four, though. The four. Cowards. All right. So stay tuned for that. That'll be next week. Uh, this will probably be around our normal time. Uh, Ryan, I just got a new job. Yep. I'm working exclusively nights, and it's awful. <laughs> um. So yeah. So stay tuned for. Uh, more, more of more early Fickner podcast. Yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video and please subscribe to this channel. Uh, you can check out all sorts of shows that we have, such as Fickner's Watch. There are plenty of Fickner's Watch episodes coming, such as Miss Marvel. There will be a Stranger Things. Uh, now that part two is dropped, we will be recording that soon. Um, Umbrella Academy is uh, one coming soon, I'm sure. The boys. The boys. The boys. I haven't watched the latest episode yet. I need to catch up. Um, I'm still quite ways behind. And Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, will probably still go for a uh, bit longer. One more episode. I'm not ready for it to be over. It's not I'm very sad that it's ending. Like, I would have watched so many more episodes of this. Is it yeah, just one quality because it's just 10. That's true. Yes, it's it is just one the one. It's just <clears throat> one season so far. The second season is filmed. And will be coming probably next year. Oh, oh, so okay, so it's not a, a one series only. You're getting more of it. Yeah, I'm getting more. Okay, of it. then, then I thought it was a one season only. You're, you just be patient. Yeah, we 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 know that Lower Decks is next, but we don't know what the order for the next shows will be. Um, so it just depends on how long mm-hmm. they get in post. Although I think it's coming before Discovery this time because Discovery season five just start just started filming and everyone else is done. Bye, Mag. Goodbye, Meg. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Okay. And you can check out other shows such as Basement Arcade and Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Basement Arcade Pause Menu has a new episode out now. Ben, what was it called again? It was uh, Game Programming with Nick Blake. There it or is. Game Development with Nick Blake. 
There it is. And of course, you can also check out Fake Nerd Book Club and Animation Station. Check out all those links if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel. You can also support us financially if you'd like on our Public or on our Patreon. Uh, those are links below or on our website at fakenerpodcast.com. Uh, all those links that are down below are also on our website. So, yeah, check that out. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the rewind and watches the live show with us. Um, we greatly appreciate all of your support. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci for doing some cool stuff with us, like all the music you heard tonight uh, that I fumbled through. <clears throat> it's the thing's fault. It's not. It's not. It's not acting well mm. today. That's my excuse. Um, we greatly appreciate all of his help over the years in Instagram. You can find him on Instagram at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards or his podcast Suburban Proctologist on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Batola, does our logos, a couple of lo our logos and some uh, collaborations over the years. You can find him at Mike Batola on Instagram and TikTok. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fakner Podcast. Guys at gmail.com if they had to get in touch with us personally. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out my writings on Screen Rant or my series of revisiting the Infinity Saga on Atomic Geekdom or uh, pieces that I put up and edit for kaijuramen.com. Ben? You can find me just realizing that I have 20 days until my uh, trip to Europe at BenMagna27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. And also, you might find me streaming on Twitch tomorrow at twitch.tv slash benmag27, not at 2 o'clock in the morning, because I actually have a day off. Woo! 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 Right. You can find me returning to a terrible sleep schedule at DJ Tony Snark 616 And Sparks. Uh, you can find me putting in a $5 bid to buy the CW at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. All right, guys. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate, rate and review wherever you get us. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Until next time you see us, guys, stay fake nerds. Bye.